Well, why don't we turn off all of the lights? That way we don't have to look at the scene. Hey, man, that ain't cool. I know you missed a big time, but the rest of us ain't never done no shit like this before. I'm paying for this whole goddamn thing, and I ain't got no fucking ego about it. If a box need to get moved, I will move the box. And if the crew get hungry, I'll go downstairs and start making sandwiches. Are you feeling fresh? Magic's <laughs> Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinate with Films. What's going on? We just got, we just got yeah. done doing the best episode we ever heard. Yeah. And you ain't going to hear it. Yeah. We didn't push record. <laughs> uh, I, I wish we started stronger than this. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the, uh, the Coen Brothers pod that cut off halfway through yeah. and we had to redo yeah, yeah, yeah. it? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, we had to redo it. That. Yeah. But that's like we the only technical... Magic. That's one of the only technical problems we've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. Knock on well, we initially, <laughs> the wood part of my You table. and me had to do the first episode three times. To the point where if we can't... Oh, but I If it doesn't work that. on the next time, we're going to jump to episode two and do that and then go back and do one because we're sick of doing that first one again. That's funny. We might even have made changes What was the first choices. one? Favorite movies. Like all time. All time. Yeah. That was, yeah, yeah, and it was like yeah. your introductory pod. It was just like the introductory pod. Let me guess. I said, uh, <laughs> I said Zodiac had <laughs> been on there. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> What's interesting is I've... Uh, obviously, mine was Big Donnie Trouble Darko. in China, but we don't mention... We don't talk about Big Trouble in China as much as you think you would being my oh. favorite film on yeah. yeah. <laughs> the one that surprised me was, was a series we did recently that... It was like, man, we went a hundred and something episodes without getting to Scorsese or something. Oh yeah, well that uh, happens. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy though. Oh yeah, because when you think if if you were just someone that's gonna say, name the icons of movies. It doesn't have to be actor. Doesn't have to be actor. Yeah. it could be anybody. He's right. got to be in that conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. more than anybody. The reason Scorsese was a little late too is because we did a gangster pod. Oh, and it was just full of Scorsese. <laughs> and it was yeah. a little Scorsese yeah. films. So I, yeah. I tend to like okay. find no. That's constructing the reason, them, in a, <laughs> constructing these in a logical way, uh, sometimes is a little uh, difficult because I'm like, all right, we just did an action one, so I, I don't want to put another action one super close. Right. Or once we've done a comedy one, I want to keep it. Apart. Yeah, no, we we could. I bet John C. Riley fucks a lot of stuff up. Yeah, <laughs> he crosses over so much. He, he does. does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, we could just do straight comedy pods, and I'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> if we never did another comedy pod, yeah. I'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> that tells the dynamic right there, <laughs> and it's. And it's ridiculous. I like them. I love yeah. comedies, but yeah. I I want to watch every other movie first. Yeah, until I get to that category. Whereas I I just want to laugh and have a good time. Yeah, <laughs> that, that yeah, probably says a lot about us yeah. too. So I need to lighten the, the fuck up. <laughs> this will be dropped. Uh, yeah, this will be dropped in the new year. Nice. This will be dropped in yeah? 2020. Nice. Well, oh. welcome, future person. Right? No, wait. Merry New Year. No, it won't. Oh. <laughs> we'll go back and erase that and we'll stop. <laughs> Say something cooler right now. We're already, no, oh. we aren't, right? Yeah, because uh, Christmas, yeah, this will drop like the 28th, I think. So then the next one will be the first 2020 pod, yeah. which I think is one of our director, director pods. I wasn't on the pod last week. You weren't? No. Did you listen to it? Segment I have not five. listened to it yet well, either. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I get, might not be prepared for this one. <laughs> you, you might want to be sitting down. Oh, <laughs> we we killed you off. We both wondering why he didn't come in hot this morning. Yeah. You said what? <laughs> <laughs> That's a test. They were yeah, like, I bet he's not even going to listen to that. <laughs> yeah. he's gonna it was listen a whole now. scavenger hunt going on in that episode. Yeah. You didn't miss it. 
missed it all. <laughs> the money's behind the couch, dude. <laughs> Jesus, I've been sleeping on that money. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, I was up in Pittsburgh. Oh, yep. Yeah, how'd that go? It right. was cold, man. <laughs> yeah, it snowed. <laughs> but you know what? I was prepared, and it was yeah. it was great. We uh, one of our clients is Arthur Motes. Giving a shout out to Arthur Motes. Arthur, and he uh, he just retired with the Steelers mm-hmm. last year. Like this year is his oh, first. Oh, I thought he had already been retired for a while. No, this oh, is nice. his first year. Nice. So he's been doing broadcasting for them. He does a TV show. And uh, podcasting event. must be so huge. It was like one of the main features in like Time Magazine. How it's We, we got in like a year before it. everyone has one now. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. <laughs> we took him from. So we're in charge of his strategy for just elevating his prom- his value for his podcast. Yeah. We're not experts in that, but we're good networkers. So we've got them from 61 you YouTube me, subscribers. You're, you're getting celebrities for other people's podcasts, <laughs> and I'm not sitting next to Joaquin yeah. right now. <laughs> it's yeah. Christmas time. You know yeah. he's in town. <laughs> yeah, but here's the deal. I can call people up and say, you want to be on Arthur Motes' pod? And they're yeah. like, oh, Arthur Motes? I like Arthur yeah. Motes. If you, I said Paul saying, Dupree, they might not know who you are. I'm not <laughs> saying they <laughs> don't. What the hell? Justin Davis? Come yeah. on. <laughs> I, know he, I know we got a huge presence in Belgium, but yeah. my reach is very... I my told reach you, is, you need to pimp that Arby song. Hard. I know, right? Right? Yeah, no my shit. reach is very specific. Now we did have an offer for my other client, Ellis Wims. He's Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneer, and uh, played nine years as a defensive tackle. Hmm. He said he would be on your pod, and I, if we did a f- sports pod and had him put we together, we for that motherfucker. We could do if it. He was a Pats fan. I would. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's probably not. <laughs> well, actually, they're in a different. He played uh, in a different conference, so he probably doesn't uh, care yeah. either way. <laughs> so I was in Pittsburgh. We did. Yeah. We went to. We went and saw the game, and then we went the night before. We saw uh, a uh, Pittsburgh Penguins hockey game. Oh, cool! Who are they playing? So the Penguins played uh, L.A. Kings. Kings, yeah. and the, they won in a shoot off. Oh, interesting! And we had left in the third period. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of the. I can't stay. To the, I can't leave the stadium with sixty other yeah. thousand. Yeah, people. I'm, yeah, I'm like that too. I, I won't do it. It's good when you when you go to a game and the other person is in agreement with yeah. you too. Yeah, but I'm also tired. Like, uh, here's real quick. I the Pats win the Super Bowl win a couple years ago where we we came back down seventeen in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was at a your house. I left that game. Yeah, I went home. And they scored a couple of touchdowns. Like, oh, yeah. at least it'll look respectable. Yeah. I go to bed. I yeah. flip on the score just to see Best how bad ever. we lost. <laughs> and it was still going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we were, we, I listened to the last drive. It yeah. was incredible. But I would have left that game, too. Yeah. <laughs> you played yesterday. Beat the Bills. That's right. Yep. So, how Hell yes. Anything exciting this last week? Yeah, man. Um, I'm putting three songs up on uh, Spotify and Spotify. iTunes and nice. uh, YouTube Music and all that. And uh, like you said, I, I dropped my Arby's song. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It's, you dropped it to Arby's? Well, I, I sent it to them, and they just like pretty much didn't seem like they wanted to do anything with it. And I know that they're just thinking like, well, he's going to put it up here anyways at some point. Like He's not going to just hold on to it. Uh, yeah. so Is there th- a way to tag? You tag them with the... Yeah, you put oh, it up yeah. on Twitter and tag yeah. it and... Yeah, that would go nuts. And that's the thing is, well, <laughs> I put it up on my TikTok page. I tagged him in it. Nothing. I sent it to him on Messenger you know, and Facebook. Twitter, Twitter is king. 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Twitter uh, is king. I have dude. a Twitter account, yeah. but I've never even logged into yeah. it. Like, I wonder how you many. You should get on Twitter for sure because that's where there's p- specific people that just follow those hashtags. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it pops up, boom, your shit's right there in front yeah. of how many followers they have. They have a million followers and you hashtag Arby's. And, a million people see and it. And that's the thing Arby's on Facebook. Y'all should be paying us for this, by the way. Yeah, yeah. fuck you, Arby's. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they have three million followers yeah, on yeah. there. So, so like, if they have yeah. that many on uh, Facebook, yeah. certainly Twitter because Twitter is. I mean, that's the name of the game right there. Again, someone, that's why we did this Madden event, the one I went up for. Because EA Sports tweeted out the whole thing for us afterwards. That's awesome. And they got 7 million followers. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hashtag murder phone. Yeah, murder yeah, phone. for real. We got to join some puppy or something. Yeah. <laughs> K-pop group. K-pop. You're a little tall for that. Don't worry about it. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but we're talking 2019. Hell this yes. This has been an awesome year for movies. Yeah. Like an absolutely incredible year for movies. I know when I have a hard time like uh, coming up with my end-of-the-year movies or if I see the award shows that are now coming out, the Golden Globes... Oscar nominations haven't come out yet, but you can tell when you look at the nominees and you're like, I've either seen all those movies or I want to see all those movies. I still have at least 12 to 15 on my list. That you have that I have not seen. Oh, you have not seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I don't think I've seen most of the ones on y'all's list. Yeah, um, but yeah, and we recommend every single one. All these 15 we have, I think, are really phenomenal movies too. Yeah, They, they really nailed it this year. And all across different Just genres. Like 14 are great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. 14 of those movies are awesome. And you know this, man. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try not to spoil anything major, major. Feel like, free to dump all uh, of it, too, by the way. The, the endings won't be, uh, won't be ruined, but uh, we'll talk about individual little scenes stuff and the idea behind them and what we liked about all these flicks and, uh, for everyone to uh, check out. Because most of these are on Redbox, or there's a couple that are still in the theater, and there's uh, I got said one. Some that, are, uh, uh, there's one not even out yet. Uh, yeah, well, one of them's uh, in limbo. You know, I don't think it's in the theater anymore, and I don't think it's quite on Redbox yet, so it's hard to find limbo. one of mine. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, there's some great movies like the ones like that. Uncut Gems doesn't come out till Christmas. The yeah. Little Women, which is supposed to be huge, doesn't come out till Christmas. It Man Four comes out uh, on yeah, Christmas. That's true. And uh, <laughs> I, I think one. that's probably, I think Uncut Gems is like the last, oh, 1917, that's the other big one. And oh, that one's going to be getting all the awards too, because uh, 1917's already nominated for a lot of That's the one I sent you the trailer to a while back. That's It's supposed Sam to just Mendes. be like one continuous yeah. shot. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? one yeah. scene in it. I don't think the movie, is it? Oh, I, maybe it's one scene. I thought it was the movie. That would be hard for that movie because it's a it's like a three hour long uh, war movie. But oh wow! If he yeah. did it that way, that's great. May, yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe it's you know just uh, that's one the director of Skyfall and uh, Walk the Line. He's really good. Copland. Wait, no, Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes is the. They had a lot of handheld stuff in that that war yeah. movie that I saw from the trailer. It looked mm. pretty cool. Yeah, trailer looks epic too, and they've been the, playing it at the beginning. That bombshell. Of stuff. You said that already. What's that? The movie Bombshell. Oh, Bombshell is going to be huge. Uh, none of those we have on our uh, list yet, mainly because I haven't seen them. I did see, and I should mention it before we start our lists, uh, I did see Star Wars yeah. <coughs> uh, the other day. and uh, Even that gives people goosebumps. <laughs> I, know, right? I know. And it was, uh, I liked it a lot. I thought it was great. I'm, I'm not going to tell, uh, obviously, I'm not going to mention any spoilers uh, on there. Well, it was kind of all over the place because you could tell going on that, 
J.J. Abrams had to fix what Ryan Johnson did in number two. Uh So he was kind of always fixing what he had to do. But it seemed like things were moving super quick. This is happening here. Trying to get this information out. Yeah. A lot of people might like like that because they were all over the place. This person's getting captured and this person's on this planet and that person's on that planet, which is what the Mm. Avengers do, but I think Avengers are able to take their time with it. Right. And everything where it seemed like they were going super fast. How long was it? Uh, Two two and a half hours. It probably needed to be three, to be honest with you. Uh, And it's mixed when you look on the reviews and uh-huh. stuff for it a lot of people love it a lot of people think it's like too much fan service uh in there and where they went with it uh but i thought it was super super fun one scene that i can uh, tell you about that i thought it it worked into a lot of really fun and comedy uh elements later in the movie and that's what i like about jj and ultimately what i liked about the movie most is it was super entertaining i thought it was very entertaining but that something happens that they have to get something out of c3po's uh database in his body but it realizes that it's in Sith and he's not programmed to be able to translate Sith so the only way to do it is to bring him to a place and download uh, uh, all to get all his stuff off his memory bank, which will end up wiping him clear. Oh wow! So at one point he has to wipe himself clear, but it's so funny that from there on he's like, "Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> We're best friends." Yeah. And, and, and it's like him trying to play catch up until he can get back to R two, and R two will reinstate his, yeah. his stuff. So it's really funny watching him do that type of That's stuff. That's good. I like and it was that. also a couple really great stuff that, uh, unless you got that keen eye watching it, you might not even notice. But one of the Tie Fighter pilots at the very end is Anthony. Daniels, the guy in the C-3PO suit. Really? Like, I've seen him so many times, I'm like, holy shit, and he's old as hell. It's like, what? It's not like you're, I, you got young guy, young guy, young guy, Anthony Daniels. And you're like, he was yeah. a crack shot, uh, man. They yeah. kept, he was important to the room. And the bartender, the bartender turned around at one point, and he's got like a, uh, like a, what do you call it, an eye, uh, eye, patch. eye patch over his eye, and it's John Williams, the, huh. uh, the composer. I was like, that's totally John Williams. That's hysterical. So it was very interesting that they threw those yeah, people in that, there. That totally I think they're done. I think they're ready to have been done with that storyline. Yeah. No, yeah. it's done. Nine, it's done, nine yeah. is done, yeah. and it's good because I was telling Dave, Mandalorian is great. That is exactly what they need to do. Take these small – you could literally pick any small yeah. character from Protect the universe. Protect the brand by not – Do a whole series off them. Having yeah. to – just yeah. free yourself from the yeah. shackles of those yeah. movies. They created a universe you I, had to stick with I love it. Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and Darth Vader, but I don't need to see anything more about them yeah. anymore. That just telling like little guest spots and stuff like that reminded me of this thing I saw probably last week sometime. Um, it's a scene from Liar Liar, and mm-hmm. it's where Jim Carrey is like laying on the on the gurney at the end, um, and like. It's a cut scene, so like they show him laying down there, and then they cut to like people standing, you know, that are talking to him and so forth. So it's like cut back and forth. Um, but when they take the camera off him and put it on the other people, he's actually in the little crowd of people doing mm-hmm. a fire marshal bill impersonation, oh, wow. and the people are laugh are like trying not to laugh mm-hmm. at him doing it, and it's actually in the movie. And That's I never noticed that before. Huh. Yeah, but I just thought that was so funny, man. <laughs> Yeah, let me show you something. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to look for that next time I watch it. But yeah, so 2019, man, we could have gone a lot of different ways with this. I'm excited to see uh, what you guys picked for your... uh... Now, did you see all your movies in the theater? Does some of these did you see once they came out on Redbox? Um, One I saw on Redbox. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Two I saw on Redbox and one is a Netflix. Yeah, I saw three in the movies and I saw two actually on an airplane. Oh, nice. Uh, I saw two in the movies... Two in an airplane, one on your house. 
Oh, cool. Right on. Gin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Justin. Why don't you start us off? All right. One of your um, favorites of 2019. Yeah. I'm and, not sticking to your numbering system. Yeah. 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 Crazy, um, yeah. This one, it's so exciting. Uh, it was Brightburn. Oh. Um, dude. God, you still haven't seen this. You, this is the Evil Superman the one? The Evil Superman one. Nice. Really, so good, though. Really, really like, good. I mean, just... I, it kind of came and went too. Like I swear, a lot of people either you it's don't the know radar. what it's yeah. about, or you think it's more of an I mean, action movie than it is. Because this is a balls out horror. Movie. Yeah, dude, and, and that's the thing is like I didn't really realize what it was, yeah. and so I didn't when see it, a trailer for it and at all until after I saw the film, which okay, is very rare. Yeah, and like, and I was like, okay, so what? It's this little kid, and he's like a bad superhero. Yeah, like, it oh, could go any way, you know. Like, yeah, like, or, exactly. Like, I'm like, like this that. movie's gonna suck, dude. It did not suck. No. It was so. That was one of those good. ones that when I saw it, I had to tell everyone, dude, just buy it. Like my cousin just bought it. Yeah. because I told him. I said, um, so yeah, Elizabeth ba- Elizabeth Banks, uh, David. Mother. Yeah, she's yeah. the mother. David Denman um, is the father. Uh, Directed by. Uh, the great, uh, what the hell is his name? I don't know. The guy from the Avengers uh, who did oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, uh, Gunn. Yeah. Yeah, see, look James at Gunn. that. Right on time, bud. James Gunn. Um, really good. People forget that he did Slither, which is why he used Elizabeth Banks, because she was amazing in Slither, and he goes back to a lot of the same people. Uh, really well cast. The kid was great in it. I'm trying to find who the kid was. You know, oh, so I don't see him on here. They don't here. give him billing, huh? Uh, I'm would. sure they do. Oh, uh, <laughs> sorry, kid. Yeah, it's a uh, Jackson A. Dunn. Yeah, um, he's a teenager. He, yeah, well, that was kind of the the deal with this, which kind of like was I thought the great catalyst of like puberty. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, that make me want to use my X-ray vision for. Bad. And they blatantly, <laughs> they blatantly stole like direct shit from Superman. Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. they they had no problem saying uh, these two, this couple found this uh, this baby in the in woods. A spaceship. At, in so a spaceship. it wasn't actually Superman. No, no, no. no okay. But it, I mean, but it was like but you it sell was. it. It's the evil Superman. Yeah, right. But that's because of what it is. It's like Nosferatu isn't really Dracula. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the storyline is like. It's all the same, <laughs> yeah, yeah. except for like so rather, they don't have to pay royalties. To, yeah, exactly, to Marvel, and yeah. and rather than Superman's you know, no, them being DC. sweet and empathetic yeah, to people, he he just starts going down a dark path, yeah. and and it goes quick too. I mean, he is evil. Through so most of he it. does. He thinks he's pretty normal, yeah. and then like on his birthday or something like twelve or thirteenth birthday, something like that. Um, he like wakes up in the middle of the night and is drawn to the barn. Yeah. Well, the fucking parents should have done something with that spaceship. The parents have been keeping the secret from him. They didn't yeah. tell him. Very poorly uh, keeping it from him. Well, they're obviously Let's they're pull some hay over this. Yeah, exactly. Well, they build like a barn around it, you know, and they they have like a double door over it and it's locked up. And they told him like, oh, don't ever go in there, you know, da 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 da. And like one night he like starts sleepwalking and is like drawn to it and it's giving off this like red light. Um, and, uh, Elizabeth Banks kind of wakes up and finds him and he doesn't really know what's going on. And so she talks to the husband and says like, you know, Hey, he was in there. He was trying to get into this thing. And like, you know, some crazy shit was happening. And so maybe like 15 minutes from there, he starts to kind of realize about his powers and stuff. Mm. But that's when like the puberty thing kind of starts to come in because he starts liking this girl. Yeah. It was very interesting how they did it because they they did it almost like you would do a kind of drama about uh, that outcast teenager at school and not fitting in and everything. Right. They, they basically fused that with a superhero it's story, with which, which was also fused <laughs> with the horror film of it. And the horror part did 
didn't really come until about halfway through the movie. Yeah. You could tell it the <clears throat> the mood was set in a certain way that at a point you were like, oh shit, this is some fucked up stuff. Yeah, this kid's going to fucking snap. And one know? of the my favorite things, which is not very spoiler at all, is the first time he actually makes a move to be able to test his powers to see how uh, strong he might be is when he, uh, the lawnmower tips over. Oh, yeah. And he's staring at the blade, still spinning like crazy. And he just takes his hand, and he reaches out, yeah. and he, he grabs it, and, yeah. and it stops he that stops fucking, it. Stops oh. that fucking yeah, thing. But Nothing happens to his hand. He looks at his hand, his hand's fine, and yeah. he's like, oh, shit. But, and that's <laughs> the thing. <laughs> I'm going to start out with the can opener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the thing, though, is like, in that moment, you don't really know how strong he is yet, so you're kind of sitting there like, oh, fuck, what's going to happen here? And he just fucking stops so it. So you, you should uh, pick Long like one Pick like one or two of the deaths and don't say who he's doing it to. So it's got to be the truck scene. Okay. Yeah. This is this is a really good one, and it's shocking. Yeah. As don't shit. spoil it to me either because I haven't seen it. Well, this one I told you about. Yeah. So this is a good one. Um. So some people start to kind of figure out what's going on with him, and like he has to keep it a secret. Um. And in order to do that, he just has to start killing these people. Yeah. You know. Um. And sounds so, reasonable enough. I know, right? I mean, um. And so. There's like a chase scene, you know, and this this character's in their truck and, you know, they're driving along and, you know, he can fly. He can, he, he's, he's fucking Superman now. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, he, you know, you're, you're not going to outrun him at all. There's nothing you can do if he wants to do His something. His name is Clint Clark, for Christ's sake. Spectacular man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, so... He flies and catches the truck and picks it up by the truck bed and, like, flies it up, you know, and fucking drops the truck. And the person doesn't have their seatbelt on, mm. drops the truck, and it hits, you know, front first and just eats the steering wheel all the way back to the side, like, to where their ears are, you know, and, like... And they show it? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, they it, absolutely. It looks show really it. real. Like his jaw is hanging off his face, and where he's trying to hold it back up. Oh, he's still it alive, oh. and he's trying to talk. And he's how seeing, would you still be alive? And oh. he's seeing the kid in the middle Not of the road, long. looking at him and everything. And it's like, wow. Yeah, it was. It was. Shocking because you didn't expect them to show that level of uh, gore and violence. Yeah. Uh, and it was one of the first ones that they showed. There's yeah. several after this that we won't get into. The, the one in the woods was pretty fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, my cousin has his own favorite part at the very at the very end. And well, everything and too. even... And it's, it's just a phenomenal... Even when he starts to, like, be shitty to that girl. Yep. And he, oh, yeah. he falls yep. over in PE class. Yep. And the teacher, like tells this girl to, you know, help him up and she's like, No, I don't want to help. He's yeah. a pervert, yeah, I think yeah. is what she says. Um and the teacher makes her give him a hand up and so she goes to do that and he just sits there and doesn't let her pick him up yeah. and then just fucking crushes her hand. Yeah, like every like, bone in her hand. Every fucking bone in her hand. Like oh and they and they fucking show it. I mean it just goes <laughs> You know, like, oh, dude. It was really good. It gets gets graphic. It gets very graphic. graphic. Yeah. Well, you couldn't really prove that he did it on purpose, you know? Like, After the jaw scene, everything was cut out, out the window, and they were graphic from oh, that yeah, point on. Yeah, and uh, surprisingly graphic, but very satisfying. Yeah, graphic too. yeah. I, and and cool. I won't at yeah. all. I won't even go into the end yeah. of the movie, other than just saying, like, at the end of the movie, I literally, I, I'm pretty sure, I physically out loud was just like, 
holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It was like, good. It was It good. was really good. It was good. one of those movies that you could easily recommend that, that you know no one's going to come back and say I didn't like it if they're into that type of genre yeah. and, and subject matter. So. Yeah. Cool. All right, Dave. What you got? right. Hated it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dave's got a couple on his list that I haven't seen. <laughs> I'm going to talk about... Uh, I'm going to just pick an order. So I want to talk about the report. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, this was Amazon movie okay, that was released in the one. theater for a week, and then yeah. now it's available free for Amazon Prime viewers. It's on crazy. Amazon. I love how they do that, so yeah. they can be yeah, qualified can be for awards. Thing. I mean, yeah. there, there's no difference between studios nowadays. Yeah. Right. Anybody has can make any. It's all just a factor of money, and they know mm-hmm. they're not going to get big bucks when it's in the theater unless you're one of the diehard really looking yeah. forward to it's it. Yeah, it's almost like just throw it up there if it makes money. It doesn't. Then next day or next week. I wonder if theaters up. are going to be kind of the thing of the. Oh yeah. The, dwindled yeah. some people love the theater some experience, people love so. the theater experience but you need a certain amount to keep going in yeah. order for it but to be profitable far, as far as awards and stuff goes i guarantee you in the next few years they'll find some way to just loophole like yeah. netflix amazon Which all those things too. in yeah I absolutely mean, like they, it's just gonna have to meet a certain standard in order to qualify yeah. but this movie fits all the categories that i love it's a slow movie yeah. it's it's political it's i mean i don't know so much got, it doesn't have to be political got, but it has to be like like Research based star is probably the biggest actor acting oh, right nowadays. Now. Yeah, Adam Driver. Adam Driver, man. Okay, yeah. yeah. And he's nominated. It's weird that how many great movies he's been in this year, and he he's nominated for uh, uh, the Marriage Story one. Yeah, that's yeah on yeah, Netflix, yeah, yeah. which does not look interesting to me. I've seen clips it from it. Good. He looks good, but it's not like the. Uh, it's not my. I, I don't want to see people going through like you want to see a, you want to see a bad relationship on the screen for two hours yeah during your entertainment period <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like no my, my entertainment dollars could be better used well, especially with else. adam driver because he was in the black klansman this week uh this year he was in star wars he was in the report i mean he is huge and right i mean scholars your hosts, is one of my favorite. Uh, he hosts sad night live not next week because it's a rerun but the following week the first of 2020 he's uh, really uh yeah. hosting so it should be good on that he was too. great in this um, uh, Annette Benning was nominated yeah. for Golden Globe for this, playing uh, Diane Feinstein. Feinstein. So, just to give you some backstory for those that don't know, <laughs> America did some shady shit. <laughs> yes, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what this is about. Okay. I, so, I've heard allegedly, it, I've heard allegedly, <laughs> I love that word. Allegedly, CIA was rounding up criminals that they determined had information to help us win the war in Iraq, mm-hmm. and they took them to black sites and to Cuba and tortured these people oh. under the direct discretion of the white house itself that had written what they determined to be torture and it was just and everybody sort of when this came out it was a big thing and it opened a lot of people's eyes this is told over a couple different times this is about like kind of like gitmo the stuff that happened to gitmo yeah okay that one guy they waterboarded like 170 like howie 179 times basically it's it's almost directly about him times man jesus and it's directly about that, but what's interesting to me in this movie is they go into the contractors. Like, the CIA is having a meeting, and these yeah. two guys are coming in with a PowerPoint presentation. Literally, a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. And this is how we're going to torture people. And they have people, they have images of, like, uh, like stick figures on the screen. Uh, yeah. where he's stress like, we're positions. Gonna, stress positions. We're all gonna, kinds uh, of things. He says, we're going to take their clothes from them. We're going to play this music real loud. And they're pitching this to these guys. Like, you got, you got to have, this has results. That's have crazy. you done this before? No. No, but I've studied it. I've been in simulators. I'm a psychologist and everything. And these, we see these two guys start off with this great, uh, what they thought was a great kind of uh, 
service that they were providing, but it was not getting... They made eighty million dollars. Jesus. And they began the to t- like over it the program. towards the end. Because I mean those... I'm sure they liked it a little bit from the okay, beginning. So uh, well, I think I might change my profession. <laughs> <laughs> well that was what was interesting. Torture about for this. hire. <laughs> they weren't just the architects of this plan of ways to do it. They were the two guys physically in the room doing it. Doing it. Yeah. 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 And you could tell after a while they were enjoying doing it. Oh. So yeah, tell us but about they, some of the so, and you got to see them do every one of those it's techniques. Like hostile. Ugh. Feinstein is the head of the Senate Investigation Committee, yeah. and they brought charges, basically charges up that that what we were doing was illegal. Yeah, and so we went back and forth with the language, like we had agreed that that we could do this, we could do this, but we couldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Like, Directly the CIA. Yeah, and so, but then once all this came to light. Every organization sort of kind of turned on each other right. and tried to like put it off like, yeah. oh, the contractors, they didn't do what they said they were going to do. And the contractors were like, we're doing exactly here's what. So there was a lot of in memos that got shut down. Well, she hires. Uh, so Adam, Adam Driver and gets hired to run this team that does the interviews. They won't let them interview anybody from the CIA at all. Huh. Yeah. All they can do is look through emails. And they're right. at the CIA doing this. Yeah, he they're goes- in the basement of the CIA running an investigation about the CIA wow. that's not allowed to talk to anybody from the CIA. Wow. They can talk to the FBI. Though. They can talk to the FBI. <laughs> the they FBI can talk knows to, some shit. They can talk to civilians. Whistleblowers. Can, whistleblowers. And they can look through the the 875,000 email correspondence. Yeah, which, and yeah. what's surprising me when people would talk about in an email. Like, I don't know what your policy is with email. Everything that I write in an email, I completely write knowing that It'll come back yeah, yeah. on me someday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't put and anything so in email. If, if I want to tell care. somebody off or say something, yeah, do it. I, I'll call them up on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your best bet, uh, or do it in person. Yeah, <laughs> even better in a park after you yeah. frisk them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Deep Throat. Yeah. <laughs> so it had that feel. It it, it, it had really the deep had throat the deep feel. throat feel because he had to go and meet people. Tim Blake Nelson was one of the whistleblowers yep. saying, "Hey, we were torturing the fuck out of people, man." And, uh, and it was not hard for him to figure out what was going on, and it also wasn't hard for him to figure out that there was zero results. They everybody that they tortured did not give them anything yeah. that they already didn't know, or that they were completely lying about. The That's report terrible. was like, yeah, remember he asked John Ham, he's like, have you read the report? He's like, it's ten thousand pages long. Of course, oh I haven't God. read the report. Then they <laughs> came up with a with a condensed version. It was four hundred ninety two yeah, or yeah. something. And even that, people aren't going to uh, read. No, I d- I. I read the first 70 pages of the Warren Report. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. I mean, they, the problem they count is, is on the, people not reading Well, the problem shit. is, oh, yeah. is yeah. they'll spend 10 pages on yeah. one little Bane article. Not, to, not oh. to get off uh, track, but they someone put a video together, and I don't know who it was, but they, they went to a Trump rally, and they were asking all these Trump people about uh, the transcripts uh, for the call to Ukraine, and they asked every single person, "Have you? Uh, did you read the transcripts? And every single person said no. And they asked like 20 people who were diehard Trump fans, and, and asked them, why haven't you read it? And he says, it's just going to be lies anyways. It's going to be lies. <laughs> and so it's weird. It's, it's not that long of a report. It's not like, or the transcript's not that long. Big Brother is coming. <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> how some people, they just have to know that it was done, and as long as... Uh, 
if you're a Republican, the Republicans say it's bullshit, or if you're a Democrat, the Democrats say that it's not. That's what you're will lie into. Yeah. You know, people won't read that shit. Everyone in the government lies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Period. I, what? I, yeah. Nah. <laughs> uh, they, I told are, you. I said no we, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> we sent them there to do a job for us, yeah. man. You uh. tell me they're not doing that. <laughs> All right, that's enough. It was good. <laughs> it was a great movie. He could have easily been nominated along with it. I could have watched another hour of it. Yep. Yeah, it, um, it was great. It it's a slow moving movie, so it's on Dave's list. It's on my list. <laughs> so it has to be slow. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll go with that then. And it's free if you have Amazon Prime. I mean, check it out. Which is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> free. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> I meant Amazon. <laughs> Amazon sucks. <laughs> all right, my first. Sorry, one. Jeff Bezos. If you and want to give us money, we'll say good things about you. <laughs> Uh, my first flick here, and this was a movie that I initially watched on the plane on the way home from uh, Germany, and uh, I recently bought it on uh, Redbox and I've watched it since, and I, I just love it, man. It's such a fabulous movie, and it's, uh, I was going to say 2019, but obviously, uh, <laughs> is uh, Rocket Man. The oh, L- oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's amazing. I would completely recommend this to anybody. Would you recommend this over the... Um uh, what's the one with Remy Malik? Oh, but that uh, was Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, but that was twenty eighteen. That was twenty eighteen. Okay, yeah. But if I was going to recommend either of them, it would depend on your. This was a musical. There was points where he's interacting and yeah. all the characters start singing. I don't necessarily like that. It was yeah. done well. I don't normally no. like that either. This uh-huh. this one I saw was done I saw really a scene well. and it was done really well. Yeah, but I'm I'm really not that. No, that could be that. done like really. I I. It's it very Chicago esque. Yeah, and, and if you're, it's a different ride. Well, it's mm-hmm. even more like. Um, Breaking, uh, no, uh, Dancer in the Dark. Yeah. Where it was like, they were in seriously dramatic Dance scenes. in the Dark. I looked for that dancing scenes uh. just to get out of the depression of the, like, I'll, of I'll the rest of the couple, movie. I'll tell you about Is a couple volunteers? scenes of this. Uh, large volunteers. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I'll tell, tell you about a couple scenes a of this. If you know that guy, hug him for the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> He's got enough problems. Uh, so Rocket Man. Uh, uh, Beautifully played by the guy from uh, the Kingsman. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name. I'll find uh, it. I don't remember him. I would, uh, I'm sure I've seen him in something else. He's really, really great. He's great in everything. And he looked just like Elton John. So the movie kind of starts with him in one of his flamboyant outfits going uh, down this long hallway. And he goes into... Uh, Taron Egerton. Yeah, Taron Egerton. He's yeah. really amazing in this. Uh, the other guy, Jamie Bell, was also very amazing in this. A lot of people don't uh, realize that Elton John didn't write any of his music. Yeah, his, his writing, best his best his friend, writing partner, his it. writing partner, who has with him for like thirty or forty years, a guy Jamie Bell plays. Uh, he did all the. What's his name? He, his what, name's Bernie. His character, Ta- Bernie Tappan. Bernie yeah, Tappen. Bernie Tappan. Bernie Tappan did all the writing, and Elton did all the performing, and uh, they together they created almost all the iconic songs that you know that Elton John did. That's awesome. I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, it was really interesting, and in we got Elton to see John the life that you don't them. know that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so the movie starts with him like in his outfit, like a- after he presumably had just left the stage or something like that. And he goes into this therapy room where he's in a circle with everyone who's in there for therapy. And basically that's how the exposition comes out with him talking about his childhood. Uh, but he'll turn to the side at one point and he sees himself as a kid and that kid will walk out the room and it will be in the, uh, will be in the neighborhood he grew up in and he's like singing one of the songs he's singing tiny dancer or whatever and then he goes into his house and then it will stop and then the scene yeah, will continue it sounds like it's, it's, it's done, well done very very well one of I'm my definitely favorite scenes see it. uh 
of the movie is because you get to see him as a kid. His mom's oh, his mom's a horrible bitch, a uh, horrible. Really? played beautifully by Bryce Dallas Howard, who played that horrible bitch in The Help. Uh, oh yeah, and to the I point where like. That. He he comes out to her at one point on like a telephone. He just can't take it anymore. And uh, we've seen him kind of have a relationship with uh, other musicians and producers and everything. And he finally decides to come out to his mother. And she's like, you know, no one's going to love you. And just like oh, hangs up you. on him and everything. And she, he's like, man, so much of his problems were causing his father didn't. There was a very awkward scene where he goes to visit his dad after he became really famous mm-hmm. and uh his dad's got his new family his new kids there that he's paying a lot more attention to him than he did it he asks him for an autograph and he puts to dad and he's about to he's no it's for someone at work can you put jerry and then he just crosses <laughs> off dad good. and then uh. hands it to him and you could tell he's trying to get this from his family they cannot get even later in life yeah. they appreciate that he's star and he'll take stuff from him but that's about it and he's basically paying for his mother man until it, they have a couple of screaming fights with them but we get to see him go through this all the drugs man all he did he massive did every oh, drug that, every yeah. drug imaginable he had done one of my favorite scenes which also went into one of my favorite kind of the the musical numbers is when he's at his house and there's a huge party his family's there all the the Klingons that are just there that uh, that are there just for his money and everything and he is just drinking straight out of the bottle straight mm. out of the bottle he walks out in his bathrobe walks out onto the pool onto the um, diving the board. diving board and he says for my next act I'm gonna fucking kill myself and then boom oh, falls shit. into the water and sinks to the bottom and that's where the music starts and you could see people jumping in to save him but they, before they save him they swim around a little bit in like the synchronized way and then they grab him and pull him out and the musical continues all the way with him outside the thing being dragged into the uh, ambulance everyone yelling at him and everything oh, wow. and literally every good song that uh, Elton John did uh, was put in the film too so yeah no see I, amazing, I could go for man. that was really really good like like you said I'm not always you can really fuck up a musical for me and this was this didn't feel like a musical even though it technically was just have you seen him all the, who's this Elton oh Elton John. no I haven't have you seen him I, concert three times three really? times shit yeah, yeah. Three so times, he puts on man. a crazy show man I've seen him three times with Billy Joel with Billy Joel oh wow yeah because he, he did go through that he period. did that tour for like years. six years man yeah. seven yeah. years I had tickets to go see Elton John one time. Um, my dad and I were going to go see him. And then for some reason or another, Elton John like had to cancel and reschedule the Cocaine. concert. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> um, you know, and so my dad was just like, well, that's okay. When the, uh, you know, when the tickets come back around, I'll let you know and, and we'll go and, and we'll see him. And so the day after he performed, I found out that he was here. And I was like, hey, I thought we were going to go. And he's like, oh, yeah, I took blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what? you're awesome. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so I, I had a chance to he's see like, him. He's like, that's but... how I connect with Elton John. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, well, I, I highly recommend this to anybody. It was amazing. My wife is not an Elton John fan, and I had it on in the house for her, and she's like, this is a pretty good movie. And I said, see, even if you don't even like the music, and it's a great, and you consider yeah. it a great movie, I said, that's, that's a good thing right yeah. there. Because it, it was really well, well done. And it's nominated, and he's up for best actor uh well deserved and it's perfect for the golden globes i'm sure it'll get some oscar nods too but the way the golden goes golden globes uh kind of split their stuff between dramatic and music and comedy yeah that they're hoping you got a music uh, kind of one in there so they can throw it in that category mm-hmm. uh and man's perfect for it hell yeah they're gonna clean up all right um so this one was fun i, I watched this one last night and just absolutely great and uh eddie murphy Wesley Snipes, oh. 
Keegan Michael Key, <laughs> Craig Robinson, um, Divine Joy Randolph. Um, she was great. In that. She was. This is like their, one of her first films. Yeah, yeah. she was great. Yeah. Um, Mike Epps, Snoop Dogg, Chris Rock. Tight, now what's his name? Titus or uh, Titus Burgess? Is that his name next to Craig Robinson there? Oh yeah, Titus Burgess. Yeah, he's, he's really funny. Too. He's on that and uh, that Kimmy Schmidt show. Oh, he's that yeah, really yeah. funny okay, black gay guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is um, my name is Dolomite. Oh, um, amazing! Really yeah, great. Did it make you? I told you after I had watched it, I was like, it makes me want to get back on the set and start filming. Absolutely. Because right it it what showed you more in this is how people who don't have any money make make films because that's exactly what they did. Yeah. This. Like steal power from that building. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Um, so this is a story of uh, Rudy Raymore, um, and he was. A stand-up comedian, um, and I guess he was just kind of like his his routine had gotten old. You know, times were changing and stuff like that, um, and he was just kind of bombing. You know, just all the time, and he was kind of the uh, the MC for this comedy night or whatever, um, and. His life was really going downhill, yeah. um, and he there was this homeless guy. That was um, one of the most interesting parts of the film to me, this homeless guy that he met, basically, that gave him the idea of how to shape his material. Yeah, um, and so like he started doing like rhymes, and I, I can't quote any of them or yeah. anything like that. They were that. all like... Uh... I don't even know how to, That's what how I'm saying. It, he, he he was just like, I'm a bad motherfucker, you know? And, and then say something crude. Yeah. Or, uh, like, it, I go down on a lady and she thinks this or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you know. And then he'll go into his next line and everything. Yeah. And the audiences loved him. Loved him. Well, he had noticed it initially because he's sitting around like the fi- fire with like alcohol and money to the homeless guy. Yeah. And he's just letting the homeless guy spout off these things and everyone around him is laughing and yeah. he's looking around and he's like, man, they think he's hilarious. Maybe right. I can kind of do the same thing yeah so he develops the character dolomite you know um and so he becomes famous like with like lps you know just comedy albums like red fox and mm-hmm. everything right and yeah before he even touches movies i think he's got like four or five he's got naked women on the front of him and everything it's like completely racy it's yeah. funny because i saw his stand-up way before i ever saw a movie he was in who's this eddie eddie murphy yeah oh i thought you're talking about rudy raymore yeah rudy raymore <laughs> like, wow i've known him uh, back in the day. yeah i'm like i'm impressed dude <laughs> Um, My man, Rudy. Yeah, well, and like I, you know, I knew about Dolomite. I've never seen it before, but like it yeah. was, it was always kind of like a, a classic black film. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, it was like this is a sequel. Uh, no, no, this, this is, is just a, the, make, uh, the making of... Uh, this, this is like... The, about the guy who created yeah. the character Dolomite. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so that's who Eddie Murphy is. Nice. And so, yeah, he does stand up and he, you know, sells records and stuff like that. And he's making a lot of money. Well, no, not a lot, but he's yeah. becoming successful. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you, one of my favorite scenes um, is T.I. And I don't know if you yeah. recognized uh, that it was T.I. Mm-hmm. or not, but the first film uh, executive that he goes yeah. to to talk about even producing the movie, <clears throat> the guy who tells him there's like a, a, a movie coming out called Cornbread and something yeah, else, yeah. and it's about the... Cornbread the, and Earl. Yeah, okay. Shot Cornbread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's T.I. Yeah. And like, and he does a great job mm-hmm. at that. Um and so he goes to like multiple people and he tries to get like funding for this movie and he just can't do it. And eventually he goes to, I don't think they're like mob necessarily, but. No, but it's kind of like how Canon films were. It's a couple Turkish brothers or <laughs> like foreigners that come over here and they want to invest wanna, in film. Right. You know, and I think, uh, I don't know, were they Armenian maybe? I'm not sure. I, I'm not exactly sure. But they basically tell him like, you know, look. 
we'll lend you the money. Yeah, it's yeah. not a big deal, but like if you don't score on this, like we're gonna own your albums, yeah, the yeah. rights to your albums for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. Like we don't want uh, them. They like them. Yeah, they, and they, we don't want to do that to you. You know, um, let me buy them back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he comes back a couple times, dips back to get some more money. Yeah, from him and, and every time they're like, now you're pretty much just gonna be working for free for the rest of your life yeah. doing stand up. You know, yeah. and like you're never gonna make a dime. You know. Um, but just the he had some enthusiasm, and it, you got to see that Eddie Murphy. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is with him and uh, Keegan Michael Key when they're uh, when they're writing the script, yeah. and what everything, and he's like, put some kung fu in there, yeah. and then he does his kung fu move. Yeah, and we need a ladies' army of like assassins. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then he's uh, coming up with all this different. And how about the exorcist? Let's work in some <laughs> exorcist elements yeah. and, and everything. And Keegan, because he gets he's like a real screenwriter who's right. like plays that uppity. I've written. Shakespeare in the Park. Yeah, he's a playwright. But he's... Dolomite Dolomite's word now. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the Rudy character just has the way of talking everyone into what he wants and getting them excited about doing it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the job of a... a, Good director, you Independent know? director. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially. Yeah. And um, talks that uh, the divine If I'm paying you, you're doing what I'm telling yeah. you, but you yeah, and, you're doing and, it for free. Yeah. Um, and yeah, divine. she was absolutely yeah. phenomenal. She was good. Um, her character development from the beginning to the end was fantastic. I loved Wesley Snipes, I was man. just about to man, say that. Man, he was yeah. funny in this Snipes movie because he back. played the guy who, who, he basically did nothing. He was like a B actor pretending to be an A actor. Yeah. Or a B because he You're was talking in, about Wesley Snipes himself? Or were you no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, his character's name was uh, Derville Martin. Um, and I guess he had done, like, he was a the elevator operator <laughs> yeah. in Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. So, like, he to him he was like a Hollywood yeah. star, you know. And he even felt offended when he uh, approached him in the club and he sat down. You're gonna sit yeah. next to me. He's like, he says, I have, You're not a, even I have in an my agent. Level. I have an attorney. You can't just come and sit and just talk to me and pitch me something, you know. Uh, Wesley played it like he was Im- uh, kind of imitating people that he's met in his past that yeah. have just been that but way too. That probably works sometime. Yeah, well, and I mean, and and he's like, not, he's down for it, you know. He he's because they're they're gonna let him be yeah. the director. Well, that was what was funny too. He's like, I'm not gonna uh, be an actor in your little movie. He says, Would you be the director? And then Wesley's like, Yeah, <laughs> he's like turns his head. Yeah, <laughs> um, but the thing is, is as soon I mean, as soon as the last cut. Oh yeah. As soon as it, you know, because he's the director, so he finally says cut. He gets up and he's like, "All right, cut. That's it. I'm out." Goodbye. I'm walking, and he just walks like, out the I'll fucking see you door. At the premiere. Yeah, he says, "Oh wait, there ain't gonna be no premiere this." Yeah, um, he's just an ass. He yeah. really is an ass, and you could tell everyone's there for Rudy. They're not there for this bullshit director. Right. Yeah, um, and, and I, I won't say anything about the ending too. Yeah, it, 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 it was it was it was great. It yeah. was one of those movies that was like a feel good movie that you were just rooting for this poor bastard through the whole movie, and yeah. uh, and he got lucky a- along the way, and it really helped him out. Yeah, that you could tell that he never got huge because of this, but in his own right he certainly did and he had like colossal amount of fans oh yeah no um he was like i i was actually listening to a comedy channel on the radio i don't know what channel is that it was well it was on like uh sirius or what sirius Uh, or whatever that's probably all i would listen to yeah oh yeah no it's great to just ride and listen to that stuff but um they they still were playing clips of him oh they play him yeah that's interesting um Nice. Yeah, it was a great movie. It was great. Man. Available on Netflix. Yeah, check it out. It was out in the movie theater for a week. Yeah. <laughs> and he is nominated for Best Actor. Is for he? The comedy, yep. He did great in this. He's oh. back, baby. And he just wrapped uh, uh, Coming to America 2. Oh, yes. Yeah, and he wrapped. just did Saturday Night Live. Like, I really want yeah. to see His it. kids he's, he's are probably all 
in college now and he's like i'm going back to it yeah i was, right? I was yeah. telling my he wife like 13 kids yeah, he, I don't think it's thirteen. I, he's, check him, check him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's at uh, least eleven. I'll uh, say eleven. I was telling my wife, you know, it's it's very hard when actors fall into specific genres and able to pull themselves out. I was talking because I had been talking about her about Nicole Kidman that Nicole Kidman didn't really ever get into those romantic comedies uh, kind of mold, so she never got stuck. She was in that. too good looking for those. But you uh, you think Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy got stuck into those Disney kid movies oh, for yeah, a while. Yeah. But he had and, kids at the time. Yeah, so I think it, it made makes appropriate. Sense. It right. makes sense. But now that he's pulling himself out finally, now we can see Eddie do that type of shit again. Yeah. So I'm really excited about it. So, I didn't see it, but the ice cube. How, how many kids? How, so, how much Christmas presents yeah, he spent so, at Christmas? So two funny things. <laughs> One, I typed in how many kids does, <laughs> and immediately Eddie Murphy came up. That's funny. <laughs> and he has ten kids. Ten kids. Yeah. I knew it was double digits. Yeah. I was thirteen. And he's like, man, don't give me three more. <laughs> I'm sure he's ready. He just had one. <laughs> oh God. Wow. He doesn't have to take care of these kids. Super sperm. <laughs> I mean, he does. I mean, he doesn't have to do the things that make being a parent really difficult, which is most of the time. Like, <laughs> well, with he, nannies and drivers and... He sees them a lot, I'm sure, when you do, oh, he does. When you do acting. I'm sure you, you, well, you work done, for two he months. He hasn't and, done much. He did a lot of voice yeah. work for a while. Yeah. He's uh, Roddy Piper in Hell Comes to Frog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Someone needs to put that belt on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave, what you got? All right. I saw this on the plane. Um, it is Ad Astra. Ad Astra. And I remember when this came out, and I several times I came close to going to see it because I could tell that it was going to be a great uh, Brad Pitt movie, but it was also one of those ones the trailer told you shit. You know it was in space. Yeah, I don't That's know anything you know. about it. Yep. He, it. That's all I know. It's in space. Yeah, yeah. It stars Brad Pitt. Yeah. A lot of people, there's a, a group of people out there that aren't going to enjoy this movie. For what reason? Just because it's... It's just because it's slow. It's slow. Yeah. And it's space. Solaris. Slow. It's v- yeah, very very slow. What I really appreciated about this movie, they did two or three different things in so basically we have evolved and What's the year we're talking here? Oh Jesus. I mean it's not now. No. We can travel to like Neptune. Oh okay. And we have been able to in the movie time frame, they've been able to for a decade okay, okay. or so. So you would think probably closer to the turn of the century. I'm trying. 2099, maybe. Um, Brad 2020 Pitt is going to be a good year. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Pitt was uh, is a is a army <coughs> an army com- uh, major, <coughs> I think, and uh, but he's in the part of the space program. Yeah, and they have that almost that Jacob's ladder up to the heavens now. So you, you can go up in an elevator. Yeah, like there's a there's something that's holding, and, and then. Something happens at the beginning of the movie. Electrical um, disturbances mm-hmm. and fuck up a lot of... Kill a lot of people, fuck up stuff all over the world. They were heavily reliant on yeah. their technology. And they said something's happening out towards Neptune. You come to find out it's classified. Donald Sutherland shows up, talks to Brad Pitt. <laughs> you know you're in Anytime fucking trouble. Donald Sutherland shows up. like, oh shit, what's going on? There we go. Either it's the Hunger Games <laughs> yeah. or something bad. Something bad happened, didn't some, it? Some fucking building's burning down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's not a harbinger of things that are great. Well, so he shows up. Bad news. They say, so the, the initial scene was a crazy scene. He's on top of one of these space elevators and sees the electrical storm coming, runs to pull the power of his section, gets blown off. Oh, shit. Of this thing. He's a maintenance guy working outside. But everybody, I guess, has parachutes. So 
Oh, interesting. But he has to get, get himself, like, he's whizzing past, like, metal, oh, like, wow. towards the earth, and, like, spinning all over the place. He has to level himself out. Whoever did it did a great job. I know that. Would parachutes slow you down in space? Because there's, like... No, no. The, when I mean by space... futuristic, probably. No, when I, no, what I mean by space, he fell back into the Earth's atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was on right. that space thing that's, that was hooked up. He was working you. on something. So he's like 30,000 30, feet. 30,000 feet, 35,000 okay. feet. So he, he writes himself. He's in the hospital. They come and say, we need you. His dad, who was played Tommy, um, Lee, right? Tommy Lee Jones. Was he in it a lot? No. Okay. They talked about him a lot in the beginning, yeah. and then you saw him at the end. Um, but he was the captain of this program that was going to reach the outer limits of, of our from our galaxy's perspective uh-huh. they disappeared 14 years ago uh-huh. all of a sudden they got a communication from him oh shit 14 years later damn so they get brad pitt they tell you he got to go to the moon then from the moon you're gonna launch to mars and then from mars you make the final jump to neptune wow to see um, your dad he knows see your that's dad. what he's and, and he has he doesn't know dad. why they want him to see <clears throat> his dad How- what kind of relationship did he have with his dad? Does he pretty know good his dad? relationship? I mean, from it was, but Brad Pitt was like ten. I haven't seen him fourteen. Brad years. Pitt was like ten okay. or fifteen when yeah, he disappeared. That's crazy. So the cool thing is, is that they kept showing cool space stuff that they did a little bit. For, they did a little bit of of it for a while, and then they never talked about it again. Like when they went to the moon, yeah, the moon was like segmented into different like. Provinces, yeah, that that's what they you had said. Colonized they by a, different countries, that they could have done a whole. Movie but they were just pirates like out in the no man's land. So oh, to shit. get from one place to another, it was a, it was like moving in Mogadishu. That's crazy. Under, under they had these space, so they had a great shootout on the moon. Never talked about it again. And they showed some crazy shit there. The stuff they did on the space station, they rescued a Norwegian. Uh, freighter that was doing some animal experiments and some crazy shit happened there and then it just if you're a space fan there's a lot of satisfying stuff to this interesting movie. the the plot is it is what it is it's not that complicated he has to go out i there. always assumed it was going to be super complicated it was I, not I complicated to be honest all. the only thing i heard about it was space pirates and i was just like it's and that's not even pirate? like not even a, 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 a <laughs> tiny bit of a piece huh. of that movie yeah it um, yeah, it, I'll definitely check it. It doesn't out. say anywhere. It says specifically that the, the time frame is not mentioned. Okay. So it's just oh, kind okay. of. We were definitely farther advanced, yeah. but the world was in a ball of shit, <clears throat> I think. I mean, we're going to kill this planet. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to go and wow. figure out We've how We've already that's, begun. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Why, that's why space exploration is even happening. They don't care what's out there, they're just trying to find another Earth. Like, <laughs> there, there was a story today. Um, and I hope I get the numbers right, but I think I do. 122,000 um, records were set this year. Oh, really? Wow. Like, hottest oh, place in re- Kentucky. Bad, bad records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lowest cold in yeah, this yeah. city or that city. This is just cities. Most animals. On, on any given day. Yeah, now, yeah. I have to see how much that happens. It probably happens every year. Yeah. Right. But that seems like a lot to me. <laughs> but you shouldn't be breaking records every year. Yeah. Right. That's called a trend. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's been established, although my government tells me not. That's two political stories. All right. Let's go on to the next one here. So my next one, I'm going to go with uh, I'm gonna go with Yesterday. Such oh, a yes. fabulous, fabulous movie. Danny Boyle. Yeah. Such an ingenious script. I Did he write the script? 
Uh, Does he write his scripts? I don't know if he wrote the script. He definitely directed the movie. What a great script! And this, the guy in this movie, you might have to look him up for me, Justin. The uh, the main uh, guy from uh, this yesterday. is definitely this he's is on one of my lists. I have not seen that. I really want to see. You'll love it. And, and, and even knowing what's going on, it doesn't ruin anything for you because it's all about the individual scenes yeah. and how. And he I'm deals not with even it. that big of a Beatles fan to be honest. With I you. love the Beatles, and they play every single Beatles song that I could ever think of. Uh, he's up the top there, the guy in the middle. There's, uh, there's two albums Hame- of theirs I like, and one of them is Sgt. Pepper. Himesh Patel. Yeah, Himesh Patel. He is super good in this, and I've already seen him being uh, picked up for big-time director's movies since this movie. He's really, really good. So it's also a lot more simple of a storyline than you could imagine uh, on paper. Is Something happens one night. We're, we're introduced to this kind of lounge singer type. He's not lounge singer. He just plays clubs. He's got his guitar. He's got his acoustic guitar. He'll play in front of people. I vowed he's, not he's to got become decent, that guy. Yeah, he's, <laughs> I he's could got easily become that guy. songs and everything. And uh, his best friend who he grew up with his whole life, this girl, is kind of helping him out. You can tell that his only uh, – I can resemble this. My my friends are my only fans, right, basically, yeah. type of thing. I feel you. What? We're huge in Belgium. You don't know anybody there. <laughs> when he goes to – like the clubs it's all his fr- his buddies uh kind of and he's got his like six friends who are all form and everything sounds like frozen and, a little uh, bit. <laughs> to the point where he he his uh friend this girl and there's a love story worked in here and, and the, the love story is basically and you could tell that early on that this girl likes him a lot more than uh than he is aware he likes them and they really should be together uh-huh. and everything and they have a relationship that was uh that ultimately reminds me of my wife because i was friends with my i was like best friends with my wife for like eight years we did everything together and she dated one person and i dated other people and then we eventually then one of them crossed up. the line and the <laughs> other one said what took you so long yeah. but when you, when you know somebody that well for that long it, it's ultimately gonna uh be that relationship that that lasts and and that's kind of coming through at different points in the uh, in the movie, but it's great as she books him this great kind of gig at this uh, well-known music festival. He's and doing he, his own music, uh, or he's doing covers? he's doing his own music. <laughs> he might do a, a cover here and there, but from my here, he's doing his own music. And we see the crowd coming in, and it's huge. It looks like this uh, massive festival, and it is. And he's playing one tent inside that festival where right. he's, got, he's playing to two people. Yeah. And oh, he's yeah. like, that's I've it. I've done that. He's like, that's it. He's like, that was my last gig. He said, I'm not doing it again. And on the way home, he's riding his bicycle, and a power surge happens across the entire world. Mm. You see it, it. It jumps out to the earth, and you can oh, see. It's, bu- t- bu- 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 it's Tommy Lee Jones from Neptune, uh, man. Everything. <laughs> and he gets ejected from his bicycle because at that moment he hits something on the ground it's like a rock or something like uh-huh. that and so then it's out for like i think six minutes or something like that and when it comes uh and he ends up falling and he breaks his two front teeth oh no uh and everything and then he ends, ends up waking up at the hospital and they were like uh, they have to explain to him what happened and everything went out for six minutes and everything came back and it's fine and everyone goes on with their life and everything and he's recovering his Guitar was smashed on the ground. His friends buy him a new guitar, and they're out at the beach. I don't, like, have, I don't have. He's those like, friends. play something for me, <laughs> and he plays. I, I'm gonna get the song wrong, but he, uh, something like uh, "Let It Be" he, or something like that. Yeah, it's not "Let It Be" because that's a that's a comedy thing he does later on with his parents. But it's something like uh, uh, a very well known yesterday. Beatles yesterday, song. yeah. Let's say yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And he's singing it, and his friends are like. Godsmack! They're all yeah. like, "Holy crap! When did you write that?" He's like, "I didn't write it." He yeah. says, uh, "John Lennon wrote it," and he's like, "Who the hell is John Lennon?" And uh, he thinks they're fucking with him and right. everything, and he doesn't think anything afterwards. Yeah. And then he uh, he makes another uh, 
joke about the Beatles and they don't uh it doesn't uh it doesn't fall. Yeah. And uh he goes home and out of nowhere he just beetles uh Googles. types the Beatles and yeah. you just see the insect and everything. <laughs> and he's typing in John Lennon, nothing. Paul McCartney, nothing. Uh and I'm gonna be he, rich. He yeah. says, like, and he, he shows up in the rain at his uh, friend's house and says, "Be honest with me. Do you honestly do not know who the Beatles are?" Yeah. He's like, "She's like, I honestly don't know what you're talking about." And it's all going through his head, and it goes really fast, and he's jumping between scenes, and he's then he's like furiously writing on note cards because now he's forgetting trying to, to remember and it. He, yeah. The only reason this movie can work is he is like an ultimate Beatles fan that knows all these songs. Yeah, right. And through the whole movie he's yeah. trying to he can't remember Eleanor Rigby so he's trying to <laughs> and he's playing it in his head and he's like what is the priest doing on the ground and uh, yeah. so then he starts playing it in one of the, uh, the great elements and it happens quick too so he plays a couple and all of a sudden he gets a uh, a phone call from Ed Sheeran Ed Sheeran being Ed Sheeran. Yeah. And then Ed Sheeran shows up at his house, and this guy's parents are hilarious. He lives with his parents. His parents are uh, are really, really funny. And so he has this discussion in his uh, kitchen with Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran's like, I had a guy who was going to be on my tour uh, skip on me, and we're about to go to Russia. Would you like to come and, uh, and play? I liked your music. I heard a couple of them on, online. Damn. He's like, are you shitting me? Yeah. His father's coming down <laughs> and making a sandwich. And after he makes a sandwich, he's you know, you look a lot like Ed Sheeran. Yeah. He's like, I am Ed Sheeran. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just walks out. Uh. And then the next day, he's on Ed Sheeran's airplane, and he's playing back in the USSR. Oh, And people shit. are, like, freaking out. And That's... Ed Sheeran's like, did you write that on the way here? He's like, yeah. He's like, I knew people were coming. You're going to run out of material eventually. And oh, then my God. Yeah. It's just scene after scene after scene of That's fun awesome. stuff. Like, that night, Ed Sheeran's like, I say we have a write-off to see who the better songwriter is. You go in the other room, and that could be nothing you've ever uh, played before. He says, I'm going to go in the other room. I'm going to write a song, and then you're going to write a song, and then we're going to come back here. We're going to play them to, like, 50 people that yeah. were hanging out in the green room yeah. at, in the back area there. And then he, uh, Ed Sheeran plays this awesome song like uh-huh. holy shit he just wrote this yeah and then fucking the, uh our main guy there busts into a beatles song and everyone's like what the fuck yeah <laughs> and yeah. then at that point ed sheeran's uh producer comes in and then he's playing like shit Stadium. but, but some awesome. interesting elements happen like halfway through the movie oh, i'm sure there's gotta uh, be some stuff. you can tell them uh, no they didn't ruin it, it for me no even beyond that okay so, something happens well don't ruin that one thing <laughs> yeah no there's there's something that happens uh he stops world war three uh no. with the power no, of the that's Beatles. uh that's bill and ted <sighs> there are instances where you start to realize it's not just the beatles that are gone uh and it's it's minor one of them i, I won't mention uh the only one I'll mention is like his mom brings him a Pepsi and he's like, can I have a Coke? And he's like, what the hell's a Coke? Oh, and then shit. he immediately Googles Coca-Cola or uh, he types in Coke and it's Pablo Escobar and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so later on, people are always drinking Pepsis and stuff. No, something major happens with a couple other characters in the movie and it, it does not disappoint. It's super fun. It's, it sounds it's, good. It's very ingenious. That script, you're watching the movie and you wish you wrote the whole damn thing. Yeah. It's so fun. So definitely check it out. Worth buying. Just go out and buy it. Don't even bother renting it. All right. Um, so this one was a lot of fun. Uh, Shazam. Oh, I love Shazam. Man. This was fun, man. This was super fun. You did fun. say you liked this one. I, it, haven't, it, I would watch this one. Also, another one that went under everyone's radar. It was out. It was big for about three weeks, and then it was gone. No one else yeah. was mentioning it. Yeah. yeah. Um, He's waiting to get a big deal with Netflix or something. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's one of the two big DC movies. Well, the they year. did. I mean, they just announced that they're gonna. Um, oh, there is a sequel. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think it said like 2023 or something oh, like yeah. that. And I'm like, dude, probably because they got backed up. 
stuff. Man. I suppose. Well, they're going to work in Black Adam because Black Adam is from that world, and I know The Rock is going to play him. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know if the, he's going to come through in Shazam 2 or if it's just going to be Shazam in mm-hmm. Black Adam. I don't know. Um, so, and there's a good cast on this too. Uh, let me see. I got to pull it up. But so it starts off um, with this. Is it the the kids in this like temple? He gets sucked into this temple. Yeah, remember he's driving in the car with his his brother and his father. Yeah, and the father is the funny guy from Gremlins too that runs the corporation. Yes, uh, Glover. I can't remember his yeah, first name. Yeah, I'm trying to pull it up here. Uh, um, and yeah, remember, and then something just happens while they're driving, right when they're about to get into a crash, and that kid is transported into the temple. Right. Um, and then that guy from Guardians of the Galaxy, and I can never pronounce his name. He's got a really hard name to pronounce. Yeah, no, I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, it's really I, hard. And, I'm not, and out of respect, I'm not going to because he's awesome. He's the guy um, from Amistad and yeah, yeah. Guardians. That guy right there. Oh, he's in a lot oh, of stuff, oh, but he has his. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so. He gives him kind of like a test, you know, um, and the kid ends up failing the test and then is like transported back into the car. Yeah, the guy in the temple is basically trying to find a worthy kind of champion to like give his powers to. Right, because he's like... (laughs) And and this ain't the kid. (laughs) Yeah, um, and he's like the protector and he holds like these four or five uh, spirits kind of at bay. At bay, evil spirits that should not come out. (laughs) They're always evil. It doesn't sound like a good job because this guy is just like... I think they're the seven deadly sins. Yeah, uh, that could have been. I think that's what it is. I think you're right. Um, And dude, they're fucking awesome. I mean, they're all CGI (laughs) and everything like that, but they're they're really well done. Yeah, Um, spoiler alert. They're not kept at bay the whole movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which Um, you knew at the beginning, you're like, oh, we want to see these suckers come out. Yeah. And so like... Basically, once the car wreck happens, um, it's just like a flash forward yep. um, to like present day. And Which so- is interesting. I, I love the fact that you, watching the movie, you kind of, at first, you thought they were just showing one kid fail at what this guy was looking for. And then when another kid came in and succeeded, you didn't realize that, that uh, until a little into it, that that first guy that that first little kid that didn't succeed yeah. grows up to be the villain. Yeah. And yeah. it's Mark Strong, who is the, you know, McLovin's dad from uh, Kick-Ass. And he was the, like, uh, I'm going to torture you, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And like, he basically has been searching for proof of this yeah. for the re- like for his entire yeah. life ever since it happened because like, he knows it happened. He, he, he knows it existed, but no one believes it. Right. Really. But he also knows that I like, believe you. Yeah, yeah exactly. he also knows that power is out there, right? And yeah. well, and that he was denied that mm-hmm. power. You know what I mean? And so, like, he's been on the quest to get it. And so, you know, flash forward to this other just kind of random kid, you yeah. know, and it's his story now. Billy Bats. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, what's his name? Oh, Zachary Levi is the one who plays Shazam. the adult version of him. Um, yeah, I guess it's who Asher. Is funny as oh, hell, he's so man. good. Dude. He is just perfect for this role. Um, I guess it's Asher Angel. Yeah, yeah but his friend. Unknown, what was his right? friend's name? Because he's the kid from It. Jack Dylan Grazer. Yeah, Jack the Dylan Grazer. The other guy wasn't a big name though, right? Zachary Levi. Yeah. Yeah, he he was big in other stuff. I think he was in. Uh, was he in that Chuck show? Is that what he was in? I'm not sure something? where he's from. Yeah, um, he did a lot of TV stuff. Yeah, trying to look it up real quick. But That's the key, man. Get a big TV actor to do well in yeah, movies. Yeah, he, he was in that Chuck show. That's he was in second. both Thors, Yep. interesting enough. Um, I didn't realize that. Yeah. He um, was in uh, full makeup, I think. 
Oh, I yeah. got you. So yeah, so basically this kid becomes like, you know, the next yeah. uh, Shazam. Yeah, um, he shows up at the temple and he he passes it. I think the, the only rule was you were going to have to have like a pure heart. And uh, you could tell early on Mark Strong did not have a pure heart. Right. Um, and so... Does that, anybody. Yeah. <laughs> but that's when it gets really fun. Um, and even before that, uh, just jumping ahead or back a little bit, I, I love the stuff with him at the, uh, the halfway house, basically. Uh, he's taken in by this uh, really likable kind of dad and mom who take care of foster kids. They, they basically right. have a foster house of like six kids. And uh, one of the, the main dude, uh, the father, is from Walking Dead. He was also super likable in Walking Dead. But all the kids were very likable. You know, the, yeah. the, the precocious little Asian girl and then the little black kid who just played video games all the time. Yeah. And uh, the kid who became his best friend who was in It part, uh, Chapter 2 yeah. or Chapter 1. And uh, he was, was he, he was in great. a wheelchair. He was in a he was the one uh, in this movie. Was it in this? He had like uh, he had crutches. Like, uh, crutches. Okay, okay. Uh, and he was uh, really funny. He yeah. was kind of the comic element. And from that point, once he gets his powers, it basically is big. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the thing is, so like his best friend who knows all about this comic book stuff and yeah. all this superhero stuff. That's so funny, uh, dude. When they go through the testing yeah. of what he can do, he's got and like his Manila envelope do. where it's flight test. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <Check. laughs> yeah. Um, and they end up going to like a uh, uh, a convenience uh, store. This is the best scene too. Yeah, and it. these two guys come in to rob it, you know, and you know Shazam's there and he's all like big and they're he's got his beer. suit on. They're in there to buy beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I would like some buy some beer, sir. Yeah, like, yeah. Down there. Yeah, <laughs> um, and. The guys point the guns at him, you know, and he's like, oh, now's a great time to see if you're bulletproof, you know, <laughs> and they shoot him and they, you know, shoot him a bunch of times in like the, the body area and the bullets like deflect off at him and he's like, you guys shoot him in the head. He's like, <laughs> see if he's, and he's like, what? Don't shoot me in the head. What if it's only the suit? You know, and so they, they're like, all right, you know, and they, <laughs> shoot, they shoot him in the head and nothing happens. I'm bulletproof. <laughs> yeah, and he starts like freaking out because he's just so happy and then he just throws them out the fucking window of the place <laughs> and then like walks out with the beer and like ah oh, such a funny, funny they spit scene. the beer out too and they go back in and buy like candy candy and soda, and soda and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly um you know and i mean it's nobody it's, enjoys the taste of beer yeah I, I don't first time the not first the first time, time no. when you're 13 too yeah <laughs> um and it was so fun man yeah. and it was really really cleverly done and and something yeah like we were talking we shouldn't spoil that very end but right. something happens at the end that just made it so much fun yeah you know you, you, you were the enjoying theater? yourself no i saw it in Redbox. box uh, I, I own it too you should have to watch it over the house put and, it on the list uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah you're you're loving the whole movie because you're like smiling through the whole movie and there's some like uh when Mark Strong kind of uh, gets some power and everything, yeah. he was kind of evil and dangerous. Oh, yeah, you were absolutely. like, he's going to kill these people, and he doesn't give a shit. So yeah. a lot of the carefree stuff leaves the movie, but then something happens at the very end that as a movie girl, you're like, oh, that's so awesome, yeah. and why didn't we see that coming? Right, you know, absolutely. It, it was, that last 15 or 20 minutes was super enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a really good movie, yeah. and I uh, had to make the list, man. Awesome, I'm glad it did. Go ahead. All right. What you got? Uh, Clinton Tarantino, we got to get this one out huh? of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Justin knew this was coming. <laughs> yeah, feel free to be honest as you want about this. I saw this movie twice in the theater, which I saw another one on my list twice in the theater, but yeah. that's pretty rare. Yeah. 
I didn't even see this twice in the theater, but I did. And I was looking I forward want to. to I, was, I was seeing them both yeah. twice. The I theater. usually see Quentin's stuff twice in the theater because you I miss a not. lot of stuff. You want to absorb it, uh, and because if nothing else, he is a brilliant uh, screenwriter. I maybe see eight movies a year in the theater, so for me to see two twice, yeah. Yeah. Hey, four of my movies this year were all. Your other one made the list too. I'm guessing. My other one made okay. the list. Yeah. <laughs> that nah. would have been weird. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I picked a movie I hadn't seen yet, but I'm pretty sure I'm gonna like it. Yeah, right? <laughs> and I guarantee where where he and I differ on this movie is I love this movie for all the reasons that he didn't like this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. is the reason why I like this movie. So, which he, makes sense that you wouldn't like it. I'll tell you why, but by all means, like I mean, it, it's a slow movie with, but it's like all of Quentin's movies. Yeah, all his movies there's not really a point to much of any of it. It's a, just a bunch of scenes. The pacing that, reminded me of Jackie Brown. It yeah, had Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown was probably pacing. one that had more story than any of the other ones. Yeah, too. Yeah. I mean, but this just showed you the evolution of his life cross-section with the people that were around I, him. I can tell you that 75% of the people that went into this movie who turned out not liking it didn't realize that it was just the life of a B actor. If he had sold it as this is the life of a B actor in Hollywood, I think you would have a lot less people upset because the way it was sold was this is a Charles Manson movie and this is yeah. all the fucked up stuff that happened in 1969. It's not really. It's the fucked up stuff that happened to Leonardo DiCaprio's character in right. 1969. And so on, on that point, like... It was also made like very apparent, at least at least what I thought to be very apparent in that um, it was not a Charles Manson. Like, because Quentin yeah. Tarantino came out and said, like, "Hey, I, I want to let y'all know, like, this is only a segment of the yeah, movie. Yeah. It's, it's not, not his fault that people thought that. Because, yeah, yeah. He had been telling people but from the get go. It, it probably made the mo- movie more yeah. money. Oh yeah, no. It's um, a great character study of basically two. The, those two characters see and so this is what it was for me I, I it's so it was a good movie it was a great movie i just was so fucking bored by it like i, I the the cine- cinematography which was is great. what i'm the acting is, was great see that's what keeps it from being boring to me though because i can sit there and i can just engross myself in in that conversation that leo has with that little girl i i would watch that for another half hour I loved I like I loved that scene like just for what it was not like it didn't make the movie for me and I liked the uh, the compound the, you going know? to the ranch was it, it it had a cool it had a really cool feeling to it yeah um, the, that was edgy to me you know what I mean that one was kind of like they're they're touching on elements that they're assuming the audience knows what's going on uh, in this kind of life this time period in it was la right i guess it's yeah it was la mm-hmm. yeah uh well hollywood so yeah why don't you take us back a little bit and tell us we so we got the leo character who is who, a, he, who was a very well-known actor at the time in the, he was just hitting the downturn so we're coming out of the cowboy era You're sort ca- of in 1969 yeah. When I'm watching this movie, I kind of look at him as the Clint Eastwood kind of actor. If Clint Eastwood did not have that big hit after, uh, if he didn't, wasn't Dirty if he Harry, didn't take off after Dirty he, Harry, or if he had just ended before, yeah, yeah. even starting cops. because he was similar. Because uh, Clint Eastwood started in those old westerns. Yep. He was started in cheesy movies. He was in the Creature Among Us, the second uh, Creature from Black Lagoon movie. I mean, he had done these like weird movies. He went to Rawhide on TV. He did that stint for a while. I guarantee this is kind of modeled after somebody. Because a lot of those B-level guys went to Italy yep. to do those. It was model after Clint. I, I mean, I, he's not coming out and saying it, but that if you look at Clint's career up until a certain point, that was his career, mm. and I'm sure he had relationships with stuntmen. And I liked um, 
Sharon Tate's Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Yeah. The stuff with her in the theater, watching really good. herself. And we should say, we're not going to give the spoiler away. Of course. But we should say that, can we even say Some that of this like, movie is fictionalized. Yeah, let's say that. That towards the end, you think it's going to go into a what really happened in real life moment, and it takes a twisted alternate reality route. And it was phenomenal. Yeah. So th- that part you had a problem with too, though? I just want to not... Talking in vague terms. I mean, talking in vague terms... I'm sure it was of the movie, it was probably the best. Yeah. <laughs> because it was um, the most action you had in one particular scene. Right, yeah. I I don't know. I, I guys felt are getting as... dangerously close to talking about it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and that's, I, and that's, that's what I'm trying to be vague no. about is like... It's hard for me to say without saying anything other than like the style in which it was done um, graphically. I felt like I and I know you think kind of the opposite here, but like I felt like it was just kind of falling into line with similar things that have been done a lot here previously. See, I don't really think that because you think of all the movies this year and that type of stuff. That happened in that scene. Yeah. Happened in every single one of them. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, so that's, I thought that that was more like Tarantino doing what was being done rather than doing yeah. his own thing. I think Tarantino started it. <laughs> I think anything. he likes doing the over the top yeah. violence. I think he oh, does I mean, over the top. Fuck, violence. Kill Bill. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you look you at. Know, uh, and I love that. You look at Reservoir Dogs. You look at his first movie, cutting the guy's ear off. Yeah. So that was always going to happen. And I, I do like, see where he sees the. The face smashing elements that have been ha- happened, you know, and so like when that honestly, when that moment started, and I see, I'm not trying to spoil anything, but when that moment started happening to me, I was like, "Damn, man, I've already seen this so many times." Like, I was really hoping for something more. I didn't from, see any of what was done there before, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's why I say and, we and just the, differ on that. The, the way it was done to these people, I can't think of anyone who's done that before. Though you can think of other people that has done that. I mean, I can't really say anything without giving a spoiler away. All right, we ah. talked enough about it. So, anyways, I saw it twice. Yeah, I liked, I liked the scene with uh, Brad Pitt and who was supposed to be uh, Bruce Lee. <laughs> it was freaking amazing. It pissed some people off, but that's all we. Needed. I had no problem with it. it. Was all done in good fun, and it's a fictionalized yeah, movie, you know. Yeah. All right. So I had to put that one up. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Quentin's a hard person to talk about without having to reveal major spoilers yeah. along the way. But it is a great look at a, a great time in history and different people. Uh, and it was brilliantly played by Leo and Brad, who were both nominated for Golden Globes. Were for they? This. And it'll be interesting to see who I said afterwards. It was one of the best things I ever saw Brad Pitt in. Uh, one of the best acting I've ever seen him do was this yes. movie. I thought and that's, he was so good in it. And that's why I say it's a good movie. I just didn't like it. Yeah. That's all. That, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> see, I, I can't. I can't think of things as a good movie and not like it. Um, I don't think I have that. Ability. I think I can. Can you? I, because I, I know do. that it's a good movie. I, there might you be know, a movie like, out there that I can relate that to, but I don't think. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's, that Steel Magnolias. Uh, I think it's a good movie, and I I don't dislike it. I see. I like uh, those movies if they're good. If they're good, that's good. Drive Miss Daisy. I love Drive Miss Daisy. <laughs> but some movies you wouldn't think I'd like. Blindside, great movie. Yeah, I mean, Blindside yeah. is good. <laughs> it's not on our list. Okay. <laughs> What's the next one? We're way off. Sandra Bullock, and, 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 and this next one ties well into a uh, how the uh, 
violence in movies. I think it's just a violent year. I think it's just I a lot of violence yeah, in movies I like this year. <laughs> I, I have no problem with it. And this next movie is probably one of the most violent movies I've ever seen. Ooh. And it's just... It was unbelievably how violent it was. Oh, I think I know what it is. And I, I can't wait for you guys to see it. I can't wait to own it for myself. It just came out last Tuesday, but I'm seeing copies going for like nine fifty, and I'm just going to pull the trigger because I, I enjoy it Because so I much. got that kind of money now. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can splurge on my own. <laughs> and this next movie is 2019. Uh, Rambo, Last Blood. Oh, man. I've really been wanting to see this movie, too, man. <laughs> so good. It's yeah. all fake nowadays, man. Rambo. Uh, I went and saw it day one in the theater, and I was super, super excited to see this. And the, the movies don't get more simple than this, really, too, because they've really kind of broke it down to what the viewer wants to see. <laughs> this type of so movie. it's violent, is and, what you're saying. Yeah, and it also... It's just him running around killing people. Yeah. It did zero for tourism to Mexico, to uh-huh. the point where it might be the worst I've ever seen it. To the point where, like, you will never... Why I, would anyone watch this movie? I bet it's 100% go, accurate. I'm, dude, I, I... No one who watches Rambo the Last Blood is going to Mexico. I don't want to go I wouldn't anyways. go to Mexico. Like, yeah. Just from what I've heard, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure this cements it. So they, they must not be happy My wife's it. traveled so, a lot to Mexico, into the, like, the Yucatan yeah. Peninsula and the places she names off, I'm like, you know, you can't yeah. go there anymore. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. No, my uh, my stepsister is an anthropology uh, professor, and twice a year she takes uh, students down to South America <laughs> and like yeah. Ecuador, God, man. pick a different country. Equi- man. That yeah. might be where they go. Yeah, Guatemala. Um, I know a lot of people go down this. Costa America, Rica is still Guatemala, sort of yeah. safe because yeah. we spend a lot of money down yeah. there. I'll Central America. I'll just go Someone. to the beach. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, know you don't even want to go to the beach. You want to go 20 miles offshore. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're all gonna be on the. Uh, we're all gonna be on that boat with Justin when the end of the world happens. Absolutely, man. <laughs> oh, that would be great. That was my be- favorite part of that. Uh, yeah. That you zombie. Last. That was last week's pod. Man. Yeah. See. Justin said what he was gonna do. You yeah. better listen to that before it happens. You better listen, dude. I told you there's important <laughs> shit drop when you're on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they tell you we we uh, labeled the episodes where you're uh, where you're not here as uh, fascinated with the films presents. Dave's not here, man. <laughs> He's a good name. That's one of the best characters ever. <laughs> All right, let me tell you a little Rambo here. Yeah, this was a super fun movie. Highly recommend you just rent it or buy it. Uh, it's if you like the other ones, if you like Stallone. How many have there been? Uh, this is the fifth, four or five, maybe? five, I think. Yeah, this is because he did I Rambo. Think. Yeah, he did Rambo. Um, I own that one. I love uh, that fucking movie. Yeah, and then he did the the first, obviously first blood, the second one, and the third one's in Afghanistan, and then they did the, the third Rambo one was one. crazy. Yeah, uh, they spent a lot of money making that movie. I yeah. love that helicopter. Uh, but this one was so good. So what's going on here is he's just living on a ranch, and he you. They don't really go into it. It looks like he is living with uh, maybe uh, this woman who is like his former maid or just somebody that's connected with him. But he's not. It's not like his wife or something like that. It's just this older uh, Mexican woman and her daughter. He's lying low, and he's lying low. And you think that he must be taking care of these two people. Uh, Yeah, played brilliantly by. him, I want to say uh, Andrea <laughs> Bazzara and Yvette Monreal was really great in this too. A lot of great actors in this. So it's basically at the farm. He's raising these people that he's taking care of them for some reason. And what's interesting about at the farm was revealed shortly on too that he has a tunnel system under the farm. Oh, fuck yes. Massive 
tunnels. Murder phone. Did a murder yeah. happen? <laughs> <laughs> no, you could just tell that he is preparing for something no matter what. Right. Uh, it's, it's basically a panic room for himself, and every corner has different stuff on it, and it's an insane thing. And he, Sounds his, insane. <laughs> his daughter, no, this daughter character, it's not really his daughter, but she comes to him. I think she they call him Uncle John. Uh, so she calls him Uncle John. She says, Uncle John, uh, I want to have a party at the house and everything. And then, uh, weird enough, uh, Stallone's character says, yeah, why don't you have your friends over? Why don't you bring them down in the tunnels? And he's what? like, really? I can bring them to the tunnels? And, they, and he's like, yeah, bring them to the tunnels. And he stays off at the, uh, he stays off on the porch and he just sits on his thing. While they're in the, the tunnels. It, it doesn't, there's nothing nefarious that happens yeah. or anything. They drink down there and everything and then they leave and nothing else happens. You mm. think that that was going to kind of lead to something yeah. Someone's revealing find out it to about people, but it didn't. Uh, it was just revealing how much he trusts this girl okay. and how much he's willing to do for her and everything. So he goes up, he cleans the beers up and everything and she comes to him and she says, I want to tell you something. Uh, I found uh, my real dad in Mexico and I want to go to Mexico and I want to find him and I want to confront him and everything and he's like, it's not a good idea. And you get the impression so that... So where is he now? What He's right out of Mexico. like So he must be in Arizona. Or okay, so he's in the U.S. Yeah, this he's farm in the US. is in the U.S. Yeah, he's okay. over the border. Because all right, all right. the whole thing is dealing with crossing the border. Okay, and the I back. see. Okay. So it makes a lot more sense. She, uh-huh. They want to drive... Her, she wants to go down to uh, Mexico and see her dad. And he says, it's not a good idea. You get the impression that he... <laughs> took her out of that situation right. when she was younger to take care of this woman in there because her dad was an asshole and he's like you don't want to do that your dad's kind of an asshole and <laughs> this and that and promise me you're not going to do it promises her nah. not going to do it and boom what does she do yeah. she goes down to Mexico and it's horrible dude <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, man. And it, it, they have to make it kind of horrible too for him at, at some point it's revealed to him that she hasn't come back home and then he confronts someone else, and they she finds out, holy shit, she went to Mexico. Mm. Uh, but we see her down in Mexico, and she comes to this shady house to meet her friend. And her friend's going to help her, and her friend takes her to the club, and the, uh, the drinks are uh, drugged. Uh-huh. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, she's being sold. Sex trafficking. Oh. Sex trafficking, hardcore, like... Immediately pump you with drugs. You don't know what the hell's going on. If you want to set a movie up to where Rambo has to kill a lot of people, Mm -hmm. and you surround it around the sex trade, you can kill all day long. All day long. Well, (laughs) and I'm I'm only going to take us up to a a certain point here. So he comes in. He's like, I got to go to Mexico. I got to go find her. So he goes to Mexico and he finds the friend. And the friend's like, Fuck you! I don't know what you uh, what you want. He's like, No, you're going to help me. So he brings her to the club, point out someone she's talked to. And I'm not going to tell you much of the violence in this because that's kind of the fun stuff to reel later on. But there's, <laughs> one, the at, on there's one at the beginning here that's uh, insane. And uh, he meets one guy at the club and he brings him out to the side uh, outside and he confronts him. And he's like, I want to know, you were talking to my uh, my niece. I want to know where you t- took her. And he says, fuck you, I ain't going to tell you shit and everything. <laughs> and he ends up stabbing him in the uh, in the shoulder and he reaches in and grabs his collarbone oh. and pulls it out. <laughs> and that's like the the least crazy thing that happens oh, in this movie. Oh, I broke man. my collarbone, man. That's yeah. not good. Well, you see it. You see him break it off and oh, pull it out and everything. And he, he's telling whatever he wants to know. <laughs> but yeah. he shows up. <laughs> so he shows up and he is outmanned like an insane amount. Yeah. He sees people are fucking everywhere. <laughs> he wants to get in this one building. And so he goes up there. Rampage. He goes up there on yeah. the top of the building and... Uh, he gets the ever-loving shit kicked out of him like you've never seen really? anyone get. Oh, wow. had the shit kicked uh, out of him? Uh, 
uh, yeah. Stolo oh, gets, I remember that gets, scene from the trailer. He gets taken down, and then he, some woman that was at the club that's, uh, she's like a writer that's doing a story down there, ends up saving his life and brings her back to his place. And he kind of recovers there. He wakes up like three days later. Uh-huh. And he, so I'm going to be vague here. <laughs> He's not leaving Mexico because he wants to know what's going on with his, uh, with his uh, niece. He needs to find his niece. So he ends up breaking back in there and he does some horrible shit to a main guy whose brother is also, his two brothers that are in charge of this mm. whole thing. He does something horrible to one of the brothers and then he, uh, flees back, grabs his niece. I won't tell you the circumstances on there. Mm-hmm. Heads back to Arizona and knows he did something so horrible and left a message on like the street yeah. so bad that I'm just gonna go Something's back coming. and I'm gonna get ready. Yeah. And the last half hour of the movie oh, is just tunnel them. system. You Beautiful. see them. You see them in like that sounds like a good script. Did they he write see this? like twelve. He trucks. probably wrote this. He probably did. There's like twelve trucks coming down the long dirt road. Yeah. And you know you get to see him sharpening shit oh, that's and great. setting stuff up. Oh, and I want to fucking get go see this oh, like now. It's so amazing, dude. I can't tell you. But and you can't. And it's one violent thing after another, and you're like, "Holy crap!" That's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, he That's utterly, how you satisfy your fan base, right there, folks. He yeah. utterly uh, destroys these people. <laughs> so yeah, it's worth checking out. Hell yes! Yeah. Um, all right, well then, I will uh, bring in a little action myself here. Um, this is seriously one of my favorite movies this year. Nice. Um, John Wick Chapter Three: Parabellum. Um, Dude, so I just got introduced to this universe this yeah. year. It's and it just so saw great. the first one. I've only seen the first one. I own the second one, and I know I'm going to buy the third because they're selling it now at Redbox for like three bucks. Nah. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah. So obviously Keanu Reeves, um, Ian McShane. Um, he plays Winston. He's kind of you Ian know, McShane's our boy. From, Who is uh, he? Deadwood. Again? He's Swearinger. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Swearinger. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, also in this is uh, Halle Berry. Um, Love never Bear. heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's got a good role in this. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, and I, I'm going to try and say his last name right. Uh, Mark Dacascus. Let me see his face there. I'd have to see a face. Um, he was in the movie Only the Strong, the Capoeira no, movie. I don't think I know him. Um, he looks like a badass, though. Dude, he looks like imp he's, Yeah, he does. Um, <laughs> I, I, he's Hawaiian. Um, also, Lawrence Fishburne's in this, and nice. then uh, Asia Kate Dillon. Um, Asia Kate Dillon. Yeah, she's like right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's I a think, badass, too. Yeah, I think she was in a couple other movies yeah. th- that she's recognizable yep. for. Um, I and say she's in The Watchmen, too. I don't know. She could be. Um, so, yeah, so in number two, mm-hmm. he gets excommunicated, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so, like, at the end of number two... Uh, Ian McShane says, "Like uh, you have an hour, yeah. you know what I mean." Give us a quick thirty second of who John Wick is, and get just in case the listeners don't know. Don't so know. he's just like the most badass of all the badasses. He got Assassin. out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He is like, you know, they even say like, you know, they call him the boogeyman, and they're yeah. like, "Why do they call him that?" And he's like, "Because he's who you call to kill the fucking boogeyman." Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd love to see uh, Rambo and John Wick go out. Oh, dude, that's the celebrity uh, death match. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, so he gets out of the business and he falls in love and he gets married and his wife ends up dying of cancer and that old chestnut. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but before she dies, like she buys him this puppy. Um, and some Russian gangsters sons end up stealing his car and killing his dog. And 
that just sets him on. It's you number know, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, the first and, 20 minutes yeah, of yeah, number yeah. one. Yeah. And I've seen this one. Yeah. yeah. And so he goes on a rampage that lasts for two fucking movies nice. into this movie. Yeah. Nice. And Still so, dealing with Russians? Um, Is that always the villains? Uh, not always. Um, the High Table is... Like the syndicate. Right. Kind of yeah. The Illuminati. Um, if you will. Yeah, and it's and dude, you get to fucking see the highest of the high table That's like, cool. oh dude, it's fucking insane. Um and so the movie starts off with him having this one hour and like after that there's a contract on his head and in this like universe he had an hour to get away. Yeah. Is that what they were saying? Yeah. Basically. Um and uh like in this universe like dude everybody is a fucking hitman. Like, the homeless people are fucking... There's, like, a network run by Lawrence Fishburne. He's the king um, of, like, all the homeless people, you know? And, like, it's it's fucking... They're on the street, man. They're keeping their eyes open. And that's that's what it is. Like, he has a network. He uses carrier pigeons because they're, like, untrackable Mm. and stuff. You know how much money they might be putting away? Their expenses are next to nothing. Yeah, exactly. On the street. There's a scene where he's dressed all in, like, you know, like a homeless guy, and he walks through this, like, kind of not like a tunnel system. Cave. But, <laughs> yeah, like, but, like, uh, maybe, like, an old subway system or something like that. And he walks over to this fucking locker, and he, like, takes off his homeless coat and puts on, like, a silk jacket and starts, like, smoking, you know what I mean? Like, so it's crazy. <laughs> um, so he's got this hour to get away, and basically once that hour is up, he has to, like flee you know and so he's got this system of as like, good as he as good as he is he can't take the, like everybody right and like dude but again the fight scenes like there's this one humongous guy first fight scene in the movie there's this one humongous guy um and john wick still has like 15 minutes left you know and he tracks him down in this library which you find out is like a safe deposit box of his that's like if shit ever goes really wrong this yeah, is drop my ab- this is my absolute <laughs> last my, yeah my absolute Get last fuck emergency, out of town money you know? i used to keep that stack yeah. hidden yeah <laughs> um and so this giant guy shows up and he's and you know keanu reeves is like i still have 15 minutes and he's yeah. like dude nobody's gonna know about 15 minutes <laughs> you know and he's like are you sure you want to do this yeah. you know and he's like I got to do it, you know, because the, the contract is like $12 million yeah, yeah, yeah. or something, you know, and bro, they have this fucking fight scene. And I mean, John Wick fucking just ends up breaking his neck with a book. And like, <laughs> and that's what it is. Like they, they even like gave this movie style. They call it gun Fu, yeah. you know, nice. have you seen um, the video of him training? Oh with yeah. The machine gun and yeah. Halle Berry. Yeah, yeah. Halle Berry did the same training yeah. that he did. Crazy, and yeah. I can watch her do a lot of training. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so she also has these two fucking dogs that like the, the breed specific breed of dog. They're like one of the most bad ass, yeah. like, you know, protection dogs, military style dogs you can f- possibly have. Yeah. And she had to do special training with them to f- make them follow her commands. Yeah. It and sounds like, awesome, dude. Um, and so like he basically has to fight his way through three different yeah. countries to get to the high table who are the only people who can take the hit off of him. Mm. And like, they give him a, a choice, you know, and he has to make a decision and like, Oh, it man. seems like one of those, uh, it's a rarity when you have a trilogy of movies like that. Well, now it's four because he's going to do it. Yeah. Four, yeah. Where Spoiler they sing, alert. Where there's they, a number four where they say, yeah, John Wick doesn't die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
it seems like <laughs> those movies do get conventional. <laughs> it seems like those movies get better, you know, because I think most people, from what I've heard, think two is the best. Two is really good. Yeah, from I, what I hear, because no one thought that they were going to do better than one, and then when two was, they mm. were like, "Holy shit!" And then from what I hear, three is on par with two. I think three is the best one. Okay, you know, but you have to you have to see yeah. one and two. Yeah. You know, I feel that way with the um, it, the like Ip Man movies. When you yeah. watch all three, they're really uh, fabulous together. I was thinking the group. same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Um, I'll just say one of my favorite scenes, and it's it's like. It's fucked up, but it's also comical. Um, so there's a point where uh, Keanu Reeves and Halle Berry team up, and they go, and there ends up being like a firefight and everything, and her dogs go into action, and you get to really mm. see like what those dogs can do. Um, and this guy shoots one of her dogs, you oh. know, but like he's got body armor on, <laughs> so like, um, you know, and so she ends up shooting him and you know and Keanu Reeves is like don't do this don't do this and she ends up shooting him and she goes you don't understand he shot my dog yeah. <laughs> and Keanu Reeves goes I get it <laughs> that's funny yeah so fantabulous fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. movie dude I gotta see two you have to I have watch two it. yeah I have Next to watch it on the PlayStation to. apparently because yeah. for some hey, reason it's not working it on, on you gotta watch whatever, it. Hey, whatever plays, platform you can <laughs> alright cool all right, Dave, what you got? This is another one I watched at 30,000 feet. Nice. Going oh. on trips. Oh, they man. Treat Those you extended right. trips? Yeah. They, they, they treat really... you right with with uh, entertainment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. The flights go over like this now. I don't even realize I'm... F- I used to yeah. sit there and just agonize over a four-hour flight. Shit, no. I get two movies in, man. Yeah, yeah, I usually pass out. If I have a connecting flight, I'll like pass out on the first one just yeah. instantly. You're lucky you had uh, them on the flight going uh, kind of... Like just up to Pittsburgh. Well, the great thing is, is if you can start the movie in any place. No, I meant just the... having it on there because a lot of flights oh, don't n- have now, movies unless they're international. Delta Airlines has it on every yeah, flight. Delta. But, I went out of Jacksonville. Uh, if you went on United or no, United has them. Uh, I didn't like go out of Gainesville. Blue, Spirit, Frontier, none of those cheap ass flights. They yeah, have any of those. No. So you better download this something. movie. It's the only documentary I have on the list. I. It brought me to tears at least half a dozen times. Oh wow! Good documentaries can do it if I mean, done well. I, and I only cry. I cry very. I cry, and it's, I wouldn't even call it crying. I would just call it like Choked my up. eyes shedding tears. Like, Choked yeah. up. Usually only during intense moments of victory, sports victories yeah, or yeah. war stuff. Mm-hmm. Music, and, good music can do it. Oh, yeah, almost not even music for me. Yeah. I'll do I mean, a trailer. The, I've I've had trailers. They hit you just right, and they're like, holy crap! This yeah. one. So this one is a sports Star documentary about the Detroit Red Wings called the Russian Five. And the I'll Detroit Red Wings. Detroit Red Wings. Huh. Huge hockey town in a city in the 80s. This hmm. is I'm going to talk from like 82 up through um, 2000. I assume this was about the uh, Olympics. Miracle. No. Uh, this thing, isn't, yeah. It isn't about the Olympics. It's about the Detroit Red Wings. So they had uh, their fans were booing them through like the 80s. <laughs> Second season, like they lose, and this was a, one of the big eight or thirteen original yeah, yeah. hockey teams S- original before six. all the yeah. It was right. one of the huge originals in a town that really loved hockey that needed something because Ford was collapsing yeah. at this time. And uh, certain cities where hockey will always thrive. Somebody with those knew bought teams. the team. That's them. Somebody knew that bought the team. It was somebody that just owned like QVC or owned something crazy, and then just bought the Detroit Red Wings mm. and vowed to make them better. And so I brought in a coach that had just won 
the Stanley Cup with somebody else. They brought a general manager in. And so the general manager's like, I'll get you a winning team by 1990. Hmm. Oh, wow. So this was eight years. So they show... So real quick, was this this was a documentary or this documentary. was like a film-styled like no, a documentary? straight-up documentary. Oh, wow. Okay. And it was released this year? It, it was released like oh, two months ago. Oh, wow. So the first maybe 20, 30 minutes of the movie shows the first eight years of the coach and the guy being there and just the they got a little bit better and they got a little bit better mm. basically but what they wanted to do is the USSR had all the great players mm. and they wouldn't let them play in the NHL mm-hmm. they wanted them to play on the national league and didn't leave hockey in Russia was played a different way than hockey is in the US and I can explain them if you want me to but you can just accept it if you I'll want. just accept <laughs> it <laughs> I'll get, Russians pass a lot and wait for the best shot. U.S. likes to just throw the puck and let it bounce around and hope something comes up. Right. And that doesn't always happen. Russians create their own plays, mm-hmm. so and they waste a lot of time in the clock. And mm-hmm. and NHL fans don't like just Americans just around. fucking shoot. They man. like shooting things. <laughs> if you don't have 97 shots on goal, you didn't have a good night. Yeah. But the Russians would take 12 shots on goal, but they'd make four goals. Right, yeah. And they just wait for those. So, yeah. This one coach re- really, really, really wanted to get some Russians. You mm. could draft the Russians. They're, they're all – you can draft anybody you want, but you have mm. to use your pick. So mm. you draft a guy that's stuck in Russia. Yeah. You can call him and say, hey, we want you to play in the NFL. We drafted you. We'll NHL. give you a million – NHL, sorry. Yeah. And uh, they're like, yeah, I got the KGB standing right behind me. Yeah. So <laughs> fast forward to the, the Cold War starting to come to an end. <clears throat> they literally – they called Sergey, and they had someone fly over. So Lavrov, he was the first one. They started defecting them themselves. Oh, oh shit! The national team came and played in Canada. They met in a secret room and said, "After the game's over, you just walk past your team's room. We've got your stuff all ready to go. Ah. You just walk into this car, and we'll drive right to the consulate, and we'll start processing That's your." Fucking awesome. They brought a bag of money and oh, said, "Shit, this is for you." Holy this is a guy shit. that was living in a. It basically, in Russia, they live. All the guys live together and play yeah, hockey. All, right. They don't get. To, they get to see their families at Christmas. Oh they were in a compound God. in Olympic oh training God. under KGB guard with no money. There's yeah. no money in Russian sports. Not now. Now there is, but That's there wasn't. Insane. So they got him. Then the next guy, they did the same thing, but he had a family. So that he was sort of like the perennial. He was like the guy you go and get if you want other guys to come. Right. He was yeah. like the grandfather. He was older. But mm-hmm. he like everybody, all the young hotshots in Russia listened to him because he was from like from the old school. Uh huh. So, but he had a family, so they had to smuggle his family out to Bulgaria. Holy and they fuck! They had to stay in the U.S. embassy for like months before they could arrange getting them out of. That's insane. So, what his dream was, this coach, this GM, he thought if he brought a Russian style, so hockey's played in groups. You're on the front line with a group, and mm-hmm. then you come off the ice, and group two goes on, and they all play together for some uh-huh. of the game. And they, a lot of them come off together. Right. Like I, I've if seen you that. and I are in yeah. the same group, we almost always play on the front line together because we work well with our passes. Yeah. And so what they did is, and I think it was '95. It took them. They had mm. to get three more Russians, and they so they went through, and they some of them were already here. They had to buy them from other teams. And people were thought they were crazy. They're like this guy is like 35 years old. How? Yeah. Why are you mm-hmm. trading a pick? To get this guy. So what they wanted to do is they literally wanted to create the Russian system for one round each. Yeah. And 
bring a, they hadn't won a uh, Stanley Cup in Detroit since like 45. Yeah. And this was 95. So 50 years. Oh, wow. So the first couple of years, they did okay. They made the playoffs. They got eliminated. Uh, Mario Lemieux had yep. gone to the Avalanche. This is when the Avalanche was playing really mm. well. So uh, if you don't know sports history, I, do you want me to say what happens in the history of the Detroit Red Wings? I mean, you no. can because it's a, yeah. this is a documentary yeah. that's all out there. Yeah, right? yeah. So, I'd rather be, yeah. <laughs> so they, they, uh, they get into the finals. and This takes they, you all the way up to the big game. Yeah, they yeah. take you to the finals of Stanley Cup. And uh, Colorado eliminates them. Mm-hmm. Oh, so wow. then they go and do the whole next season. They get there again. Oh, wow. And they win the Stanley Cup. Oh, shit, yeah. For the first time in 51 years or something. Mm-hmm. They have crazy parades. The, the singers, uh, the singers, the players hang out. They, do all, they sign autographs. It's like a week of celebration. Yeah. They, uh, they go to this charity golf tournament, and they all play they see him drinking beer out of the stanley cup stanley cup they're like they're like we're all drunk they call limos to pick him up at the golf course they get picked up at the golf course one of the limo veers off hits hits a tree with sergey fedorov and two of the other of the russians Mm -hmm. one of them has like a brainstem injury the the grandfather that held everything together he goes into the hospital and he's like barely in a wheelchair he's never gonna play hockey again yeah the other two guys make it back and start the next season again. Well, then they go through the next season. They win the Stanley Cup again mm-hmm. and bring that dude down on the ice and had like the the crazy. cup there. Oh wow! And uh, it was it was just a it was a as a sports fan. If you like to see, yeah, yeah no, that I mean, sports documentaries. Are, I never knew anything about that yeah. at all. Like that Red Sox. That seven days in seven October. days in October. That's the thirtieth. You want to break my? You want to see me cry more than you yeah. want to just? That yeah. was one of the best. I haven't uh, cried for relatives yeah. <laughs> combined. Yeah. That do- that was one of the best do- sports documentaries ever done by ESPN, oh. and it was it was done so well because the story was so crazy. It was so crazy. It was so crazy. It was, that, came down to like yeah, that we that came down to like final pitches and yeah. stuff. Like yep. in a game, they it, could have won. Or if one person didn't steal that base, yeah. it wouldn't have happened. Oh. And yeah, they were down three to nothing. All the Yankees had to do was win sports one more. Moments, and man. They that's, lost four in a row. Yeah. People wonder why people get hooked yeah. on. Yeah, sports. watch that documentary. That's why. If well, you see one sports moment that just makes you go insane, yeah, you. You're hooked on that feeling again. Now, yeah. whether you care about the team or not, that's different. Yeah. I think like the same year or the next year that that happened, um, the NBA Finals like went the same way. Oh, really? I, I think, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think the Heat were down like three nothing. Yeah, and, I remember when they were down a lot, and they came back and it went to seven games, and they ended up fucking winning. Like yeah. basketball's know. always like that. Basketball always comes down. That's to when like, I was like, this shit's seconds. fixed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that awesome. What was the name of that again? It was called the Russian Five. Russian Five. Yeah, that I, sounds really. Good. I'm interested. In, I'm always interested when the Oscar nominations come out, but almost more than any of the other ones. Like those ones you can guess are obviously going to get nominated, but I'm always interested in the best foreign language film and the best documentary mm-hmm. because almost all those are completely worth checking out, and a lot of people won't. You get I, to find out how big of a dick Mario Lemieux was if you ever. Wanted. Oh really? Yeah. Really? Uh, Interesting. Dirty, dirty fucking hitter, man. <laughs> really? These Russians weren't used to getting hit. Uh huh. And so, well, we can't skate as well as them, and we can't pass as well as them. So every Trip. time they get the puck, <laughs> yeah. you slam them into the boards. Oh, yeah. fuck. every time. So Damn. every good pass comes with a penalty. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. 
You get the ass so, beat. Well, <laughs> hockey's no joke, man. I oh, played yeah, it for no. years and years no. and years. Yeah. And uh, you got to be. A, there's a reason you got to be a tough motherfucker. Yeah. To yeah. Play hockey a, comes with a lot of bruises. Yeah. <laughs> that, that game. All right. This next one, and this was the one I was talking about. That's kind of in limbo now. I saw an early premiere of it, like a week and a half before it came out around Thanksgiving, and it still hasn't come out on uh, Redbox. But I would imagine it's got to come out in the next couple weeks. And that's the amazing Doctor Sleep. Oh yeah. Which is the sequel to The Shining. This was an amazing I, I movie, sh- man. If this it had been in the theater for more than that one day, I yeah. certainly would have gone and yeah. seen it. And it was. It did came come out like two weeks later, but and it, Oh it did? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It I was just I saw it like the advanced preview. That's on my list. And then yeah. after uh, <laughs> It's all in it. <laughs> it's in the movie. I mean November eighth it officially came out, but I saw it like October thirtieth, uh, in the theater the night before, like yeah. Halloween. It was a great one to see right before Halloween because there's some really great tone to this movie. So if you've seen The Shining, and I assume most people see The Shining this movie dealt with the older Danny Torrance, already grown up, and kind of he's an alcoholic, similar to what his dad was. <laughs> Who saw that and coming? He's, <laughs> he's literally almost like a transient, and he ends up coming into this one small town, and he meets you know that really uh, the the big guy from Training Day. Uh, the guy who ran the Oasis and oh, yeah, bringing yeah, out the yeah. dead. Mm-hmm. He meets him and he's doing some work in like the town common and everything. And he um, almost immediately comes up to him and he's like, uh, he could tell the look on him and that he's like uh, an alcoholic and everything. He's like, you looking for work? He's like, yeah, I'm looking for a place to stay and I'm also looking for work. Uh, yeah, this guy was really great in this movie too. Let me see what it says his name is here. Oh, that's the one guy not showing up. Oh yeah, there is Cliff yeah. Curtis. Man, I would have never known his name was Cliff Curtis after we put that in memory. He doesn't look like a Cliff. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's great. He's great. He's good in uh, everything he's in. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, Ewan McGregor, who plays young Jenny Torrance, meets this guy, and they immediately become friends, and he just kind of starts his life there. But through the whole thing, we're dealing with, if anyone knows what The Shining is, it's that ability that the people who have uh, The Shining, where they're able to communicate with other people, and they're also able to kind of read people's minds and uh, tell them things to make them feel better. And so what he starts doing in town... I might have that power. He, <laughs> <laughs> he ends up working for the ho- for hospice, and he sits oh. down and he'll talk to... Seems the, like an appropriate he, Yeah, he'll talk to yeah. the... Uh, to the people that are about to pass over and make it very easy for them and tell them this is who's there and this is telling them stuff to make them really feel good about passing over and yeah. they, the patients oh, start he's lying to him and saying no he's not lying to him I'm seeing Jimmy no, no, no. well you'd have to believe in heaven no he's telling he's them he's, he's telling them the truth he's got this ability yeah. and uh, they the patients call him Dr. Sleep well, what happens is, in this movie, it's a very goes misleading in a, title. This by movie the way. goes in a. That's just kind of the background. The movie goes in a kind of a wild, different way. Danny Torrance has this chalkboard paint. Yeah, that's what I written know all over his wall, and he is communicating with a little girl across the country. Just and he doesn't know. Uh, they're not really getting into who each other are at this point. They're just realizing, oh, we can communicate with each other. Kind of huh. similar that he would be able to do with like the chef from The Shining, like right next to each other. They can read each other's minds. But this is happening like across the country, right? Which is uh, pretty unusual. This girl's shining is a lot shinier than most. <laughs> and they're having That's communications what it's all about, like ha- yeah. it's simple communications, like have a good day at school, so and so. You too. And then they would, and then for a while they're she wasn't getting back to him and everything you cut to this group there's this nomadic group that is traveling the roads in uh around and what they're doing is they have the shining 
but they are finding people who also have the shining and they're doing one of two things they're either turning them into what they are and mm-hmm. making them part of the group it's a cult but it's like this almost cult that you have to be a part of once they expose you to what is happening here because the people that aren't part of the group and because we see them do this to a person like Taylor Swift. Uh, so I'll tell you through through that I'll tell you through that kind of girl so we see this girl uh, working at a uh, real pretty girl working at like a movie theater and she gets out of the movie theater and uh, Rebecca Ferguson who became famous for the last couple uh, Mission Impossible movies she, okay. she plays this woman with a hat they she's call a her, sniper they, they, I think so and they call her something the hat I can't remember what her name is but they kidnap her and they bring her back to this kind of like site and they all um, hold her down and they suck a little bit of her shining out they can literally <laughs> suck it out like it's like an air bodily essence out of yeah. like, <laughs> and then they, they give her something too and then her eyes light up and she is basically realizes that uh, what they're doing is they're they're capturing people with the shining they're taking their shining from them and a lot of times they bottle it up they have like eight or nine bottles hidden they dip in their into RV, it when they need it and they they'll all suck on a little bit of it and their eyes light up like they and but it also like will heal stuff and they'll make them younger there's you get the impression that it's kind of like they're it's like the elements I of like a vampire what they're selling. I like right. what this cult selling yeah. yeah right it's like elements Eternal of a vampire life. but they're not vampires without it having you know? to suck blood I know right I mean it's a shitty life they gotta constantly looking for people with the shining and everything and, or they could just be happy where they are. <laughs> uh, so she actually has the ability. She sits up. She's more powerful than anyone else in the group. She sits up on the top of the RV, and she can astro project herself across the country awesome. and find different people that have The Shining. Well, Whoa. she unfortunately uh, gets the attention of the little black girl. Uh-huh. And the little black girl, uh, they show Rebecca Ferguson like at one of these towns in the grocery store. And she's just wheeling her cart down and everything. And she realized all of a sudden that the black girl is inside of her. Oh, wow. And Rebecca Ferguson is always, she's very cocky. Like, I'm the best. I'm the best at doing the shining thing. She just found and out then she this little this mm-hmm. little 13-year-old shoots her across the grocery store. Oh, wow. Face first into the, like, the, uh, the glass, like uh, one of those doors you'd open oh, to the freezer yeah. section. And she just falls down in the expression on her face and she runs back to the group. I have found the most powerful uh, person with the shining ever. Yeah. We need to get her. And then all of a sudden, she realizes what she has done uh, and contacts Danny that uh, she's in trouble and then shows up in the town that Danny's at. Oh, wow. And they kind of team up with each other. And this is when the movie gets kind of insane, and I'm going to leave it here. He says, I know of a place that we can take her, well, that we might be able to have some sort of power against her and turn oh, her shining shit. away from her. Yes. So somebody has to return to the Overlook. That's fucking Oh, my great, God, dude. dude. And, it, and it gets crazy. But what's also interesting through the whole movie that I didn't expect that was going to happen is when Jack is, Nicholson makes an appearance with the axe. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, Jack Torrance's character is throughout the whole movie. That's awesome. We see they got different actors. They have an actor play Jack Torrance. They have an actor to play Shelley Duvall. And we see Shelley, the girl. Isn't the one got, that played Shelley Duvall looks a lot like Shelley Fucking Duvall. unbelievable. It was like they got Shelley Duvall as a young girl to play her. Hello. And we got to I'm see the Shelley kid. Duvall. They got a kid to play Danny because a lot of it was in flashbacks of uh, of scenes where uh, Shelley Duvall is talking to Danny when he was younger. Uh, but then later on, you get to see, obviously, the Torrance character. Was it Ready Player One that had uh, the clip? Yeah, it had that shining thing where they were 
Return to the that's Shining. Right. Oh, that's yeah, that's cool. right. That was awesome. Uh, so well. But this was very well done. It was a couple, it was like a road movie. It was a cult movie. It was like this horror movie with people that's with my t- one of my top ten. special the things. Shining's so, one of my top ten. Yeah, it, it is really, really well done and uh, very enjoyable how they were able to bring us back to that world without actually having to be like Shining 2. You know, so right. electric boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's taken. already taken. Already I think taken. that's taken. <laughs> um, all, right. all right, number ones. Yeah, um, it chapter two. Ah, oh. what a great movie. I've not seen it. Don't spoil too much about this. One. You know, oh. it. So you saw the original. I did, but it's got to be better. It's the same thing. Okay. Yeah, but spo- it's you, the same thing, but better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what it is. It, yeah. Is it a spider? Just tell me that. Uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, um, what I didn't realize alert. about this is how much they were going to use the kids still. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, but I mean, I have to just say more than anything at all was Bill Hader in this movie and uh, Ziggy, the uh, the guy in the middle there, yeah, next to Stephen King, see... uh, James Ransom. Yeah, Jan Ransom. Remember him and two, him and uh, uh, Bill? Uh, yeah, they were like best buddies. Yeah, and, and the kid that the guy James Ransom plays was the kid from Shazam. Right. Oh yeah, that's Rona. right. Um, where the Jillian... other kid, the main kid from stranger things is actually Bill Hader grown up. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, like they really cast those kids. Well, the adults looked like the kids. Oh the yeah. Kids looked like the adults. They yeah. did a really great job doing that. Um, and you know, it was, it was flashbacky and everything like that. Yeah. But like, yeah, man, I mean, just, they just took it up a notch, man. And, and what's his name? The guy that plays fucking Pennywise, man. Um, oh, he's great. Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, Skarsgård, man. Dude. All those Skarsgårds are talented, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, did I ever tell you in my high school yearbook I have They All Float Down Here is my yeah, yeah, quote? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think you might have mentioned that, yeah. <laughs> I had, think I had just seen this, and I was taking this whole yearbook thing very unser- <laughs> unserious <laughs> i had an iron main quote in mine so i don't know yeah, yeah. yeah see he he yeah. put some theater in i didn't his. have a senior quote yeah. or, or a senior picture they all float down here that's <laughs> yes. my shout out yes, to the world <laughs> one of the best elements of it chapter two for me and, and i kind of forgot about it, and i had read the book and i watched the movie and everything mm. but they when they come back into town because they had made that obviously most people know that they had made that pact if right. the evil ever comes back we'll return to town so yeah. what, they were 27 t- years or something uh, and the, something like that the, the black guy I can't remember his name uh, in the movie uh, damn what was his name Dudley uh, no uh, Isaiah in the TV Mustafa show? no in that movie what uh, what's that, that? Isaiah Mustafa no, what's his character's name? Uh, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. Mike Tomlin. So Mike Tomlin stays uh, in town. Mike he never Hanton. leaves Castle Rock. And when everyone else leaves Castle Rock, they forget Castle Rock. Right. But they don't remember anything happened. Yeah. And not until they step foot back in the town does it all flood back to them. Yeah. Uh, it's, that's pretty, which is, which that's is pretty convenient. That's really the only way to get them back. Because why would you come back if you had remembered that what horrible thing was oh, there? Oh, right. crazy shit happened there? Yeah. Nope. And yeah. remember, it was all yeah. happening at the Chinese restaurant, which I, I was amazed how much of that original movie they kept similar. You know, yeah. I thought they were going to go all off and do their own thing right, compared yeah. to that TV version that we with Tim did they have? Did they have the, the character, the guy from the Burbs played when he came back later in the second movie? His hair was all white and he was grown up. And the guy he's, from the Burbs. I don't think he was in that movie. I think you're thinking he looks like that. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't think anyone from the Burbs was in the original hit. The, the kids that picked on him. The bully. The bullies yeah, that, that wasn't, picked on him. That wasn't the guy from the Burbs. No, oh, uh, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, yeah. The, yeah, the Henry Bauer. Yeah. Oh, the Henry Bauer okay. character. Yeah, he was definitely character. in there. Yeah. Uh, he was a scumbag, too, in this. It says 
Teach Grant is yeah. his name. He was evil as shit. He yeah. had that crazy. I like that. Element. <laughs> yeah, I really like that element from the first. But one. the funniest part of this whole movie was those three doors. Do you remember the three doors? Yes, My dude. God, dude. Yeah. What said like one said it was? I think it was two doors, and one said no. It was three because uh, one was scary, scary, not scary, more scary, or do not open no matter what or something <laughs> yeah. like that. And they were like, "Well, we're not going to open that. Let's just go to the scary." And what is the guy from uh, The Wire? And Bill uh, Bill Hader, yeah, and they were just so funny together, yeah. man. Yeah. I, I swear, Bill Hader should have been nominated for a Golden Globe for this movie. No, I agree. He got to levels of He's done uh, some emotion stuff recently. I haven't seen that. The I Barry, hate, that yeah. Barry. I heard that was yeah, good. I haven't seen that either. But uh, yeah, tell him about the doors, uh, the door opening. Remember what was inside the scary? Um, I don't remember. It was like a little Pomeranian. Yeah. And it was like super cute and they're like, "Oh, all right." And then the thing just suddenly leaped yeah. up into some horrible creature. And they're like, right. ah! and they yeah. shut the door real fast. And, <laughs> and that was like the not scary that at all one. That was like the not scary yeah. at all one. Yeah. <laughs> it was really great because yeah, yeah I I feel like um I I forget a lot about this, but I think a, like that last third of the movie was all done in like the sewer there yeah where they were actually no and that was the stuff. best part and yeah. like i i can't tell my best scene because i don't i mean i i don't know i i don't want to spoil it but like it's kind of that uh, this would be one of the ones of all these that you probably could spoil just because it's it's the same as the it movie really yeah i mean the original so when bill Hader is talking shit to it yeah. you know and they've been battling and everything like that and all of a sudden just Boom, deadlights on Bill Hader, yeah. and he just makes him start to float, and he's just hanging there, and his mouth's wide open, yeah. and, you know, like, I don't know, like, that scene right there was just yeah. fucking insane yeah. to me, like, just the way he literally went blank. It was good. You know? the, these actors, these obviously well-known actors, you have uh, Jessica Chastain, you got the guy from Split, what's his name? Uh, oh, McAvoy. yeah, James McAvoy. James McAvoy. I mean, yeah. these are next-level actors they got. And they put in some crazy performances. Like, these guys did not want to fight this thing. Yeah. And they had to gradually realize, you know, we have to. There's yeah. nothing else that's going to happen. And or you could just leave town, us. you wouldn't remember it anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? It's just killing children, though. It's like yeah. sucking children dry, but, and it would go to a new town. Would, and... you'd forget. I was a child. <laughs> I made it through. It's So you're saying if we leave, we'll forget it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. see ya. Yeah. <laughs> I already forgot. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, um, but yeah, and then, and I know it was in the trailer, but like still, it was fucking scene with the old lady yeah, yeah oh yeah, yeah. man dude that it was, was really so good. creepy they all went out on their own little thing too which was great you know you saw yeah. bill Hader do that thing in the park where he saw that big thing floating above him yeah and, uh, they all had their kind of moments where they it all flooded back to them of why and yeah. a lot of it was very interesting because the adult lives they have uh uh, grown into they're not really sure why they are the adult they are until yeah. they come back into town and realize what happened to him as a youth where it all makes sense oh i'm an alcoholic that's why i'm an right. alcoholic yeah i am horrible at relationships that's why i'm horrible at relationships yeah. it was very interesting kind yeah of beca- element to because it. the girl um what's her name uh, uh, jessica chastain yeah she, she was like getting beat yeah she had to like sneak away yeah like he was know. like it was like a sleeping with the enemy type yeah, of dude, thing that shit was crazy yeah. like she got up 
up and like packed a bag or something like yeah, that. Which is and, similar to the the TV one, but not as I think that was what's great about this is they can update it and they can take it from John Boy to yeah. James McAvoy. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean like, they're both comparable. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you think about it. I mean, I always even back then in the day, I was like, you couldn't have really branched out and got a higher end. They act- didn't actors. have a budget, man. They did what they could. Yeah, what they could. I made it yeah. a TV movie. It, it was like I, I loved it when it came out. Pr- props oh, to yeah. me for them making this a two-part movie and not trying to jam it all in the one. Yeah, two. totally no, agreed. It would have been too uh, much. Number two, just as good as one, almost for me, I think was better than. I'm uh, telling you, Bill Hader one. made it. Like yeah. he really know, did. Bill he, Hader and the he was I, so great. And the guy from uh, The Wire, specifically for me, because me and Dave have seen him in other uh, movies, Jeez. and he's really good. Mm-hmm. And, I he, come with conceit. I was preconceived no notations of that guy. Yeah. Like he, I always feel like he's going to kind of be the sleazy. He scumbag is, but he's sidekick. Not, he's, but he's also that uh, that funny, of, that really oh, funny super kind of likable character. Yeah. And uh, once I heard he was cast in this movie, it made me super excited. Yeah, he plays the grown-up version of the kid whose mom is like yeah. uh, always telling him that he's sick like and everything like that. Hypochondriac, yeah. 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 Um, really well done. Yeah. Because he could have easily played that Bill Hader character, yeah. too. Because in the past movies, that's the kind of a guy he is, is that... I make a joke just to kind of fit in type of guy. Yeah. But yeah, Bill Hader was great. I love at the Chinese restaurant when he went off on that little kid. Uh, Remember he, he, the kid repeated a, like a catchphrase that Bill Hader used in his act. Oh, that's right. But yeah. Bill Hader thought it was Pennywise. And yeah. then he got right down on me and says, Stop fucking with my head or yeah. something like that. And he was like, That's a line from your song, dude. Jesus. And yeah. He's like, well, do you want an autograph? Yeah. Yeah. And his parents are like, He's a really big fan of yours. He's like, <laughs> And oh. Bill Hader realized he just made an ass out of himself yeah. in front of everybody. It was great. That was. That uh, was really good. Yeah. You definitely got to check it out. Yeah. Great movie. What you got? Number one. You know who else makes jokes to try oh, to fit in? Oh, snap. The Joker. Oh, oh yes. God. I'm super interested in how well this does at awards would, season. Would have been on my list if it wasn't on your list. Yeah, well, we I knew know. going into it that it was yeah. going to be on one of our lists. Yeah. I watched it twice in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you got it. Sure. And I got it. <laughs> if I'm willing to, you're willing to put in that commitment, yeah. you get it. Yeah. So if you'd gone three, I'd have had to hand it over. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I could have just said I got the three. <laughs> 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 I want ticket stubs, motherfucker. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this was made, it was a blockbuster the, the best character yeah. study of the year without yeah. a doubt mm-hmm. highest rated uh, or highest grossing R-rated film of all time yep yep uh, that's a big statement it, right it there it did Fuck things yeah. for Joaquin that we have all known for years yeah that Joaquin has always been that next level actor and he's just that guy in search of that role that will take him to that next level yeah uh, as a like as a filmmaker and like watching great performances for me it happened a lot earlier uh i mean you saw glimpses of it in gladiator but not uh, walk until the line was great uh, yeah not until walk I the line and walk i thought line. it went it next level i realized really how next level great he was when the master came out when the master came out and you saw his performance in that you were like oh my god was he on space camp uh yeah <laughs> He went as Leaf. He went as Leaf uh, Phoenix. Yeah. He, he changed his name eventually. That's the first time I saw him. Yeah. I loved that movie when yeah. it came out. He was great. Huh. Jinx sent Max to Jinx sent Max to space. I mean, Joaquin, I'm just going to go into a rant like that. Jinx sent Max to space. That's like a nervous tick. <laughs> when I, I, I've met him a couple times, and the first time I met him, hung out with him. He walked out. Yeah, I hung out with him, and he walked up to me. I was like, Joaquin Phoenix. Like, yeah. I hadn't seen him before, yeah. but I had never seen him yeah, before. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> you're but, my best friend. I, and he was like, oh, he must know me, because he, he grew up around here, and then he just did. See, I grew up an actor, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> Put me in your movie, goddammit. Yeah, right? I tricked you thinking you knew me. Can I have a grant? <laughs> Sorry. I thought I'd get him with that one. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell us a little bit, Joker. Oh, my God. It was... It was an origin story, obviously. Yeah. Um, Told in a point that it could have canceled out the superhero. I mean, it's very little of a superhero element movie. It's the story oh, yeah. of a descent yeah. of a guy. Descent into madness. Ma- mental is, illness. Yeah. The, the madness that he is what unleashes the superhero, really. Super villain, I guess. Yeah. Super villain. We'll call yeah. it super villain. You definitely don't want to call it superhero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although they did have Bruce Wayne. You know, yeah. in the movie. Yep. They did use that. It was that a really creepy the... scene when he grabs his lips through the gate yeah. and, like, try to put him into a smile and yeah. the kid's, like, letting him do it. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, this is creepy. Alfred showed up. Alfred showed up. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was probably one of the better movies dealing with mental illness. It showed how keeping somebody with mental illness unchecked. Yeah, is very bad. Yeah, it's unbelievably bad. The scene, some of those scenes where he's visiting his like social worker. Yeah, and he's talking about needing this uh, medication, and you need to have this medication. And every time I come here, you ask me if I ever have any bad thoughts. Mm. Everything I think of is a bad oh, thought. God, you know, and you're seeing it happen. You're like literally watching, and a lot of comparisons are done with Taxi Driver, which yeah. makes sense. It's fair because you're watching the same type of descent into a different type of mental illness but it's it's slowly happening in his workplace that, except he really going to that uh the kids hospital and dropping the gun yeah oh, oh god, god dude. that one guy giving him the gun dude yeah. come on yeah the creepiest part of that whole movie was when he was at the comedy club and he's watching the audience yeah. and he's literally writing down things that you should intuitively already know yeah like it was difficult like to watch it like sometimes. this like and, it, right. and when they did those fantasy sequences, yeah. and I don't want to spoil too much about uh, it, yeah, but they yeah. did some sequences where they show something happened and it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of expect that, you when, expect you're, that. when you're looking at uh, that's sort of the, way the lens of somebody in yeah, mental illness. I think that's yeah. a huge part of it. Yeah, absolutely. I think he, I think he was largely a sympathetic character yeah. through half of three quarters of this movie until a certain point. To, and to, to, Even after to that, argue, there's probably a lot of it that could have been completely fantasy that was not exposed to the viewer, that... That may have been fake, and we yeah. don't know it. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like, that's for the director's cut. For me, yeah, <laughs> or for I, the viewer just to figure out. You I mean, could which is even see, more exciting. yeah, you could see his descent from like the point where the kids take the sign. Yeah, you know, and then like, like last draw moments. Yeah, and then uh, you know he goes to see his social worker, and she's yeah. like, "Hey, we've been shut down," and he's like, "Well, where am I supposed to get my yeah. medication?" And she basically is just like, "That's not my problem," yeah, you yeah. know, like. And, Basically, I think the catalyst is the subway scene. Oh, and that's yeah, yeah. what a great um, scene. Yeah, no, so maybe I'm thinking of the bus scene. I don't know if it's if it's the subway or the. The subway is with like the rich, young Republican assholes that are just like all they were throwing popcorn at the. Oh, they were trying yeah. to talk to the pretty chick, and he he kept laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a great element to use that as a tick. You know the the idea that they have he has like a little business card. and that's the bus scene. Um, that's the bus he's, scene. He's talking. That was just the, awkward. It wasn't. Like yeah, and he had to hand her that card, and it said, you know, I have a neurological disorder that sometimes my actions don't act up yeah. properly with my emotions, and like you know, so he's in a situation where he should be crying, yeah. and he's just laughing hysterically, and he can't control it, and it's just like, and just to 
see that you know what i mean like just to see that on screen um you know portrayed and like to and, and it's just also like as an explanation of that like yeah uh, it's brilliant it's a brilliant it way to so work well done man that laugh into there yeah um and you know and again with the the bruce wayne aspect and everything like that i thought that was really fucking yeah. cool i was like when i saw the pearls i was like i've seen this scene yeah. <laughs> uh, i mean for me the the best scene is where the uh the two workers show up at his house oh. his two employees yeah. That, oh, yeah. that kind of the little person and then yeah, the, the gruff guy and then the, the gruff guy is in a lot of stuff now yeah. he's in um He's in Watchmen, but he's also in Barry. He's the made mobster in Barry. He's really good. I've seen him in something. And he's been in a whole bunch recently. of different stuff. He's really, really good. Uh, he's also in um, Gotham. He, yeah. That's where I see him. Yeah. He's the, yeah, he's one of the one mobsters. Of the yeah. yeah. But uh, that oh. scene where it started out where he's just being kind of uh, – you think it's he's being visited by coworkers that are just concerned with him, but they're more interested in uh, – uh, t- they were there to find out if uh, what were they their actual intentions there when they showed up at his house. I, he, he he was the one that gave him the gun. Yeah, but he was concerned what he was going to tell the cops. Yeah, Remember, yeah, he wanted exactly. to get their short uh, story like, straight. Right, the gun was used in a homicide. Yeah, so that guy was more concerned about him. I yeah. think they brought the little person there just to kind of be the buffer between yeah, those guys. They had a fallen like, out, and he had a, he, ra- he got him fired. I don't. Yeah, he got he had a good relationship with the little uh, uh, little person that was there, so he kind of knew that he was going to be fine. But something really shocking and horrible happened there. Yeah. And then it even got a little more awkward with that uh, with a guy in the room. So I don't want to spoil too much, but it yeah. was an intense scene. Really. Yeah, that was definitely a great scene. Yeah. Like, and you could tell it sort that, of started going a little sideways on that. I, I love how <laughs> the you know the crowds and the the people that were kind of really using him as a moniker to uh, hold up uh, in the streets when they were revolting and everything. And at a point that he didn't even know how far it had gone. Yeah. You know, until he was witnessing people with clown masks well, and, and everything. And you got, I mean, fuck Robert De Niro Robert and De Niro that whole and, uh, scene yeah. and everything like that. Like, man, that was just. And uh, Mark um, uh, Marin, <laughs> his, uh, him as that, like, what was he, the line producer or something on the show? You know, Mark Marin. Oh, I'm not sure. The guy from, uh, he's got his own podcast, and he's the guy from Glow. Who did he play in He this? played the, the stage manager. Oh, okay. That uh, that first guy there. Oh, yeah, 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 he yeah. was great. Uh, him and De Niro, man. Yeah, you kind of expected the, what was going to happen in the De Niro scene to happen and everything, but it still it was that buildup where you were like still wondering. See, I'll tell you. you I, thought he was going to kill himself. I, that's I, that's, that's, what I'm sorry. that's I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I was just going to say, you know what I mean? But like, and this I is probably one of the one that. movies on our list that everyone's probably seen too, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, fuck, man. Yeah, and it was just like, I came out of that movie just like silent. Yeah, you know it's I mean? kind of like, one of those dark movies where it, you realize you've watched something fabulous, but you're not sure. It, it It's the definition of an anti-hero. You should not be rooting for yeah. the Joker, but you felt they made him so much of a sympathetic character, but you have to root yeah. for him. Yeah. Like those guys on the uh, subway, you wanted him to kill those yeah, guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he did. And they were only being drunk assholes. I right. mean, they 
didn't do anything. I mean, they were punching him after a while that he was justified after being having the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. But, I mean, you were like flat out. And I, I know where the Joker origin story goes to and everything, and he's mm-hmm. not someone you want to fucking root yeah, for. Yeah, right. I mean, he really is the uh, one of the worst villains, too. This is also a movie that you could show to people who are not in any way interested in superhero movies. Oh, and I'm sure yeah. that's why it's done you, so well. If you well. Would yeah. titled it something else, yeah. Yeah. You could be a, yeah. it would have been a and totally that's why it's made you can call so it like bring in the send in the clowns. I think that, you know, that, like, that is the formula that Star Wars needs to follow. Don't well, feel like you have to appease everybody. I think the all Joker time. is finally we've watched for years DC falling by the waysides. They have not been able to do it. And you I think th- they can keep this momentum? Because I think they well, we've seen two things this up. year. Two things were revealed two this year. Two things with, were revealed. DC. Only two things. One of them is that it could be done really funny, like Shazam. Or yep. it could be done very dark, like the Joker. Yeah. And as long as they fall into one of those two categories, and they really get good directors and good actors to fall into it, I think if they stick to that, they'll oh. do a great job. Because when they Michael Bay would disagree, but uh, yeah. like when when they have flashy, stupid costumes, do it the Shazam way because yeah. it doesn't work good in that dark way, like the uh, like how they blue green. Uh, well, that's what's uh, Green Lantern. They try yeah, to anytime God. and like with Aquaman, still these costumes are ruining this movie yeah, for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, oh, fuck, I was going to say something. I'm sorry. I was say, no, you're fine. Joker. Joker. Yeah, Check it out. Great movie. Yeah, it's a great movie, and they've released it smartly. They've released it digitally, but they didn't release it on Blu-ray yet until the turn of the year, which is kind of odd to me because I would think people would want it under their for tree. Christmas. Yeah, yeah, but I think people that are obsessed with it are going to buy it digitally also. So they want to. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. They're going to want to have a hard copy, so they want to sell the digital first. Pre-order. Got to make that money, man. It'll come in January. I'm all about getting a pre-order under the tree. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this next movie. This was like the first movie I think I added to my 2019 list, and I had said early on this is one of the best movies I've seen, not only in this year, but the last five years, that it was definitely going to be on my 2019 uh, things. All right. And I think it's specifically towards me. I think a lot of people would really, really enjoy this movie, but I loved this movie. And I know a lot of people are probably going to not love it because it's it's long, it's dark, it's weird. It's it, basically everything I like about <laughs> it. And this is the movie Midsommar. Yeah, I really um, need to see I, this. I absolutely loved Midsommar. Dave's seen it uh, too, so I'm glad that he's uh, seen it. And we're not gonna, I'm not going to get too spoiler. Obviously, I'm not going to leave uh, tell you anything about the ending. But this movie was done super well, and if you liked Hereditary, you'd probably like Midsommar. Mm. Uh, it's that same type of pacing, and it's that same disturbing stuff that you're... Uh, this director is one of my favorite directors What's his out name there, uh, Ari Aster. He's from there, uh, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. No? No. Uh, so he I had done... He's from Holland. Is Holland? Is he? Weird? Is he from Isn't Holland? It weird? I think he, he might from be. Holland? This was um, Sweden. This oh. movie took place. I'm not... Yeah, you'll have to look at I'll, I'll You, you shitty right. chat, I'll okay, take care you, of this. Yeah, you do your thing. So I'll, re- <laughs> I'll reveal one thing at the very beginning because it happens at the very beginning of the movie, and this is a very common thing for this director to do. Drop acid? Uh, no, to have, <laughs> to have a horrific moment at oh, the beginning yeah, of his of movie that kind of pushes the character we'll into catalyst. a... Uh, yeah, it, it's specifically <laughs> driven characters into a 
kind of mental state that they're not uh, kind of that they don't want to be in. He was born in New York. New York. All right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think he was. He just did. He thinks he was born in Sweden. So <laughs> he's convinced himself. <laughs> in Hereditary, you know, it was that little girl dying oh. was the the big thing that affected yeah. every other character in it. In this movie, it happened a lot earlier. It happened in the first like five minutes. And it's the girl. I really like this actress, and she's about to go next level. She was in this. She was in Fighting with the Family. She was that uh, the one to one yeah. to be a WWF wrestler. And now she's in the new Black Widow movie as Black Widow's she's sister. Up. So oh, nice. she's going to be huge in this movie, and she is phenomenal in this. Um, so what happens is she's trying to get a hold of her sister, and her sister's through email, and her sister's sending her this weird cryptic messages, and you could tell that her sister might be kind of bipolar, and she's uh, really concerned about her, and she's leaving these messages like, I'm going to kill myself, and this and that, and you need to get back to me, and she hasn't got back to her. And as she's trying typing her sister a message, we're seeing what's happening at her parents' house. And what's happening at her, at her parents' house, yeah, our main girl's name is... Florence, huh? Florence Pooh. Pow? How would you say the last name? I don't want to call her Pooh if her name's not Pooh. <laughs> um, I gotta call her Florence. You won't be, you wouldn't, I mean, you know what though? You wouldn't be, be the first person that ever called it. It might be Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in doubt, it's Pooh. I think it's Pooh pa or yeah. Pew. Pew. Maybe that. I'm just gonna call her Flo. <laughs> Yo, Flo. Uh, Alright. Flo Pooh. So. <laughs> they cut to the parents' house, and what the sister has done is the sister uh, has started the car in the garage and has a tube going from the garage, uh, from the tailpipe, tailpipe to the window, up the stairs, oh, wow. into the parents' room, and then into her room, and she's got it attached to the mask on her, on her face, and she's just sitting on the ground, completely gray and nasty. Wow! And she's basically killed murder suicide. Killed her sister has. Come into the situation to find out that her, both her parents have been murdered by her sister who has committed suicide and killed her parents along with her. Let's go on a vacation. And so that's how the movie starts, you know? Jesus. And her boyfriend, who is not a good boyfriend, and he's he's trying to be, but he's ultimately he's not a good boyfriend. You reminded he, me a little bit of uh, the, the Guardian of the Galaxy dude. The Guardian of the Galaxy dude? Who's Who plays the Guardian of the Galaxy dude? Uh, Chris, Chris Pratt? Chris Pratt. What about him? He reminds me of the sack. Oh, reminds he reminds you of. I was like, Chris Pratt's not this. Anyways, so we jump. We jump to this guy, uh, to uh, this girl's boyfriend, who's mm. got a small group of friends. He's got like four or five friends, and they're all planning this trip to Sweden, uh, where one of their friends is from. One of their friends is from this small uh, little village in Sweden. He's come to America, and he's been spending like two years there. It's kind of like his recruiting kind of, people. Yeah, well, two of those guys are anthropologists. Yeah, they're anthropologists, and he says, "Hey, you have to come." to sweden we have this annual festival every year it's going to be like it's great it's going to be weird it's kind of like that's it's weird yeah. and culty an anthropologist that's but if you're right an anthropologist right. this is kind of what you're you're there to uh, kind of experience and uh he's trying to deal with his girlfriend who's just went through this traumatic period mm. and then all of a sudden she's going to come over the house and you can tell the boyfriend that his friends are like we don't really like her they're not coming out and saying that they Uh don't want this drama because they don't want to tell their friend they don't want this drama but they're kind of you could tell it's in the air that uh, i'm good at that though uh, (laughs) and then she's going to come up to the apartment they're all sitting there and they're they're kind of talking about sweden he already has kept it secret to her she had to find out through a conversation at a party that 
Oh, wait, you're going to Sweden in two weeks and you haven't told me? Oh, oh wow. did I not mention it? I said I was thinking of going. He says, yeah, you were thinking of going. You didn't tell me you were going. Uh-huh. So you could tell him this is that type of relationship. No, right. but you should uh, come. <laughs> well, that's what he tells his friends before she gets up. She's like, I want to tell you I invited her. I think her name is Danny. I invited Danny to the uh, uh, to go with us to Sweden. And everyone's very silent. To applause. Is that of garage? He's like, is that okay? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Whatever. It's cool. And one of the group <laughs> More is... More the, the merrier. Uh, <laughs> one of the group is that kid from the revenant uh yep. who was uh the one that was kind of decent and tried to save him you talked about him the, the goofy last looking movie. yeah uh, what he's movie very, did you talk about i, him I can't remember he's right. goofy looking he's goofy looking he was in where the millers he was he's really good though he's a great actor. oh the maze runner the maze runner he was yeah, in the maze yeah, runner. yeah uh so she comes up and like hey we're going to sweden and everything and so they go to sweden and that's where most of the movie takes place and it's during the very time sunlit it's, drenched it's light all the time and everything mm-hmm. and the second they get there you just know something weird's happening. <laughs> Fantastic. They, they weren't, and they weren't trying to keep that from you. They, that was a purposeful thing for the audience to right. keep them unsettled through the whole thing. This was, did a good job. This at that. was a, did by the way, yes, this yeah. was a master of manipulating your senses and your uh, what's going to happen, and maybe you'll see it, and maybe you won't. Uh, type of thing. There is like four or five. Uh, almost death scenes or horrible stuff that you just see the after effect. You never see it happen. Huh. You you see somebody disappear and then they find him later on and they're like murdered in this horrible way and you're like, holy crap. And it was such an interesting way of not showing it. Yeah. So, it, but uh, it, it had this creepy, culty yeah. air to the second they got the whole there, thing. They gave him shrooms. Yeah. They dropped acid. They dropped or... acid and the girl's like, I don't think I should and then she's like, Well I'll hold off and uh, the her boyfriend's like, well, I'll hold off with you, and then everyone's like, oh, we're not gonna peek at the same time, dude. We gotta, uh, we yeah. gotta all take this, and she's like, it's fine, it's fine, I'll take it. Uh. If anyone knows anything about shrooms or acid, you I don't, do not. you don't. If that's what happens, yeah. I'm never. You doing don't them. take it unless you're mentally there yeah. Yeah. to be able to yeah. take it because that's bad why. things can. There's a reason I haven't done, and that's the reason I haven't done them and, in years. And it was a very realistically uh, portrayed where mm-hmm. they're all. Uh, like what time is it? It's midnight, dude. Oh, that's not right, dude. It's like four in the afternoon. It seems like it's four in the afternoon. Right, and people freaking yeah. out. And you see in the uh, trees moving and everything. So yeah. that's kind of and they're feeding this like liquid to them the whole movie and everything. So oh, uh, fuck, dude. And they're meeting all these other people. Did they're they give it to him later on? They kept giving it. Yeah, to they him were later at on? dinner time. They were drinking okay. it and stuff too. Damn. And there were also these like tribal, uh, like cave drawing type yeah. artifacts. All over the place, and really, and they're showing elements of the movie that we see later on yeah. in the movie, or you yeah. don't know what that means, right? Like, <laughs> You're like that can't like be a, good. Yeah, <laughs> there's like a like a one photo of a like a, a woman getting her labia cut off with a pair of scissors, oh. and you're like, what the fuck is that? And then there's a great scene where they're walking into the town. It's my and, favorite scene. And. I think you're uh, one of them's to... like, are we not going to address the bear in the cage? And they just walk by this huge bear in yeah. this super small cage, and no one says anything about uh, it. No, the guy's like, it's a bear. Yeah, yeah. And they walk away. I'm sure it eats somebody. And so we don't know what's going to happen, and it's, Stomach it's this first. descent into madness uh, through her eyes, and we're seeing all these things that don't quite seem right, and it was just told so beautifully and wonderfully done. It... And there was a moment in the movie because – they just thought things were kind of weird and eccentric yeah. until they moment, saw right. something. And, it, and it, I could probably reveal you this, can reveal because, this. It, because this was This was the creepiest early. thing in the movie, though. It, 
to be uh, honest with you. It was told basically in the uh, in the trail, though. And uh, so right when they we'll get there, that. I don't think this was by far the creepiest thing in the movie. I think uh, it was one I mean, of them. It was one of them. It was one of them. That last 15 minutes were fucking wild, dude. And it was just insane uh, to watch uh, kind of happen. But keep in mind, I have, the, I have that disorder where I have to stop myself from jumping off of high places. Uh, yeah, yeah. So what happens is day two, day one, they get there, they give them all the stuff, and then they have you're going to be part of our ceremony and everything. And yeah. then when I they know get they there, they say something about like when people turn like fifty two yeah. or no, something. no, it's older, it's like 72? seventy, maybe seventy two or something. Okay. And then they even ask them before what happens what at seventy two. They yeah. go back to the uh, uh, their their what molecules distribute back to the earth or something like yeah. that. So what we're seeing is they're all gathered around this area and we see these two old people kind of walk to the edge of a huge mountain and they're and we're watching these people's reactions because the the last thing the Americans that are there, the few Americans that have been brought back, yeah. are thinking it that uh, this would happen. So one woman just like jumps off. Just yeah. jumps off and she falls down and dies immediately. Everyone freaks the fuck out. Oh. They show a close up uh, of her. But then face they show too. the close up of because she's not uh, the the guy jumps off and he's not quite dead and someone comes over with this ceremonial mallet and just smashes his Ugh. face till there's nothing till it's pulp like three people took turns uh, <laughs> uh, yeah three people they, they, and they, they walked up to the thing like it was a like it was, like a it was an honor. religious yeah, yeah, ceremony yeah. like it was yeah. a watermelon basically yeah. and they were hitting yeah. it. and then the Americans rightly so freaked out. One of them, like very vocal, this is fucked. This is fucked up. Yeah. What the fuck is happening? And the elders are coming over, and they were actually, uh, they were surprised that the people that brought them there didn't, didn't tell them exactly what oh, was going to happen. You didn't yeah. tell them they about were like, that part. This is part. Yeah, of our, you didn't tell me about that you part. You forgot to leave. You forgot to fucking um, tell me that. This is part of our religion. This happens. This is how we do it. This they wanted this to happen. Yeah, and they were so convincing that no one leaves. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, it makes a lot of sense. You know? I mean, come on, this is beautiful. Well, one of them, and then they all start. When should we leave? When should we not leave? Come on. This person's disappearing. This person's now, not appearing. If they would have just been like, yo, fuck it, we're out. Do you feel they like they would have let him go? Or so. do you feel like they would have been I don't think they thought like, they would do anything wrong. I, I don't, they, th- I don't think One so. of them screws up and steals something from yeah. them. Well, no. There's a couple. Of, yeah, there's a couple of missteps that one of them and, uh, that a couple of them take. If, it seemed like they were just like, hey, you didn't tell them what was going to happen here? Like, yeah. But they definitely No, at, at some point, them. it gets crazy. Yeah, it, it gets, gets it gets wild That's about yeah. all you can and t- crazy. That's all I can say and, about and, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're like, holy shit. I made my uh, wife watch it, too, and she liked yeah. it, too. Yeah, it was, She's like, why'd you yeah. make me watch well, that? I, watched, I made nightmares. her watch Hereditary and Midsommar in the same week. In the same week? This is my... It was like around uh, like Halloween. I was like, "This is my favorite horror director right now, man. and I cannot wait." He does not even have another movie slated yet. And I really? was like, he's weighing his options, man. He's I was like, the dude, world is this his guy oyster. knows shit because he's very for similar. A superhero movie to come his way. Anyone yeah. could I'll make really, it dark as fuck. Yeah. Uh, anyone can do like gross out horror, and there is that element to this in this. There is, but that's not the overwhelming sense of fear. He yeah. really is great at developing that overwhelming sense of fear that you are afraid for the next scene to come. Yeah. You're afraid to see what's behind that door. Yeah. You're afraid to see what you're seeing that person react to. Yeah. You know, it's very well done. No, the crazy just, part of this whole thing is is that all the characters outside of those few American characters, this is all normal. Normal. Yep, Nor- they're normal. taking it yeah. super normal. So yeah. it's even this even weirder twist. Yeah. Right. Like we've done this 30, 40 are, times. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah. and they've probably seen different people react the way they exactly. did. Exactly. So know? it's just like, all right, just calm down. It's going to be okay. Look, it's fine. <laughs> just yeah. come back over and get on your knees, and he's going to bring that axe over. He's going to chop off both of your legs, and then we're going to split your stomach <laughs> I, open. I've it's read a lot of people fine. have uh, are disturbed by this movie, and I, rightfully so, because yeah. there, there is that element you of like, You haven't seen it? No. Yeah, you like, 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 like Hereditary. Yeah, and that's the thing, though, is there's an aspect of like, dude... Are you sure you want to watch this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there at the is. same time, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah I do, yeah, yeah. I do, no. you know. And that's what I had heard when it had to come out, and I was, and people were like, damn, man, you yeah, know, that, that, <laughs> because it's not as you expect it at times to be a lot more uh, uh, bloody and violent, but th- there's some disturbing imagery in there. There's, there's some of the most beautiful use of colors. Yeah, it's it's, it's when a, they had all the flowers it's a, on. It's the, amazing movie. One of, one of the best in the last. What five years. he does. For like for me, like when I'm watching Hereditary, yeah. it's like literally a sensory thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not well, just my mind. Sure. Yeah, this one really like sure. I, I, It kind of, I almost am going to say, is probably similar in feel to like Mandy. Yeah, Mandy has that feel. Just that like on the edge, like yeah. pins and needles. Or even the, like, the situation, uh, like uh, going back to Hereditary, uh the scene where the uh, where the kid goes back home and goes in to yeah. bed and tries to sleep away the horrible that, thing yeah. that yeah. happened yeah. and hearing his mother screaming yeah. from downstairs that's this guy yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah. yeah. he does that type of stuff where you're like ah oh, I can't I can't right <laughs> he doesn't show you the things you don't want to see but he lets you know they're there yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, which is, fuck. Yeah, it's very which good, is, yeah, it, was which good is... Year. it was a good year for movies to be honest yep. with you oh, it, it really fantastic. was there's a ton that I haven't seen and I can't say that every year some years yeah. I see everything I want to see and then pick through on Netflix for a little while. And 2020's got, let me just name a couple that I have pulled yeah, up Yeah, I was going to do oh, that Oh, okay, I have, go for it. I have a list here. Okay, cool. You made it um, last week. He's been waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's huge. Oh, wow, <laughs> so, so just a name. Here's here's some of the movies coming out in 2020 uh, that I think are interesting enough that I'll check out. There's probably mo- there's way more on here than other people, but just the big, the big ones here. So starting in January, just moving our way along. Bad Boys for Life, Birds oh, yes. of Prey, Quiet Place 2, James Bond, No Time to Die, Black Widow, Greyhound, which is a big one that I, I can't remember what it is reading it, but I remember watching big the, one next I remember it. watching the trailer and being like, holy crap, I need to see it. Okay. So you'll have to go back and rewatch what that trailer is. Wonder Woman 1984, the new Candyman, the new Top Gun, the new Ghostbusters, that Tenant, which is the new uh, – Christopher oh, I Nolan that. movie yeah. I sent you the trailer for. Uh, Jungle Cruise, Morbius, Bill and Ted Face the Music, uh, Monster Hunt, The Many Saints of Newark, which is the uh, the prequel to uh, Sopranos. Uh, Halloween know. Kills, uh, Snake Eyes, the G.I. Joe movie, The Eternals, Godzilla vs. Kong, and Dune. All 2020? All 2020. Holy Man. shit, dude. So it is going to be a massive. It's busy. That, that Dune, I already can Staying tell Staying alive for another year. I'm already calling it. <laughs> you got reason to live. Dune is going to be on my best of 2020. I'm calling it now. Because it's the same director as Blade uh, 2049. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, he, it's going to be amazing. Did you ever see the one with The Rock? Uh, which one? Doom. Oh, Doom. No, no, this is Dune. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> Only <Doom>. different. <laughs> no, I have not. Uh, <laughs> it was a goodie, huh? I'll find, I'll find a spot for it. <laughs> yeah, when we do our sure. worst of. Yeah. We haven't had one of those yet, man. We need to do we, that. We do need to have a worst of. Uh, Ooh. Let it part six. No, 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 no. Let's not be pimping that just yet. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, next did you week. See the, did you see the joke that Eddie Murphy made? No. He said, uh, he said, Who's America's dad now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck. He, and he actually did the the 
impression of him yeah. while he said it. Yeah, he yeah. did it in Cosby's voice. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> I got to watch Cosby's that tonight. attorney fucking released a statement slapping him. Oh, I oh, saw he was man. trending today. I didn't realize oh, why. Oh, man. Eddie Murphy was brilliant in that Saturday Night Live skin. He's back. Yeah, he's back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Dolomite. <laughs> I'm here to fuck some people up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's 2019, man. Go check out some of these movies. And, and once the Oscars and the... Golden Globes come out. I'm sure it'll expose a lot of those. I hear a lot about a movie called Parasite. That oh yeah, huge. dude, it's like uh, it's very popular. All right kinds now. of rewards. So I haven't seen it yet, but and I hear apparently the guy who directed very it, indie. Yeah. Well, but every film that he does on Rotten Tomatoes, like none of them are lower than ninety seven percent. Yeah. Who and is I, this? I don't, I don't know. know. It's some I, like unknown movie about an unknown with an unknown director that's supposed to be killing it. Every year it. there's one of those huh. at the Oscar and the award show, and this year it's Par- Parasite. So I'm definitely gonna have to uh, search it out and try to find it. Yeah, we'll check the trailer. Yeah, out. I yeah. got it pulled up here after we're done. Uh, Cool. Yeah, but there's you a guys lot. are gonna have to wait. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then we'll uh, broke some hearts on Christmas. <laughs> the Oscars will be cool. That'll be happening like the end of uh, January. But we have a bunch of good movies slated coming up. Uh, his, his name is Bong Joon Ho. Oh, yeah, I know he's a foreign director, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's supposed to be amazing. But yeah, next week we're gonna uh, deal with some uh, a great. Uh, director, we've been we've done probably six or seven uh, director specific director specific pods, and uh, Christopher Nolan is definitely on that list of uh, directors that have changed kind of the shape of filmmaking through a lot of his movies, starting with Memento all the way to this new movie Tenant that's going to come out that's going to blow everyone away. Uh, yeah, a lot of Matrix type elements in that yeah. movie, man. It's re- it looks really I great. I couldn't when I was watching the trailer. I was like, wait, is this in reverse? Yeah, it's weird. Like man. it's it's like time. Time shifts in and the Robert present. Robert Pattinson looks great in it. For no yeah. one doing a time shifting movie, dude. Hey, I know it's weird. <laughs> weird I know it's weird, but it looks so yeah. incredible. Yeah, dude. he does like, some weird stuff though. It's I like him, man. Yeah, he's one of really my favorites. Good. His it's movies be like look Inception great. and yep. Matrix yep. combined somehow. Like, yep. so it'll be good. We'll we'll talk about all his movies, and then we've got. Uh, I know we got action sequels coming up. We're gonna do a uh, Nicole Kidman pod at some point because she's also someone who's killing it and is probably gonna be doing really well come award season. Uh, so yeah, that's what's coming up in the next couple weeks in 2020, 20, 2020, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, with films at gmail.com message in a bottle too you could do that yeah oh yeah shit yeah that work that shit works I see <laughs> <it moves. laughs> all right until is it like until 2020 is that yeah. the next one won't drop until Till next year sure. man yep so all right see you in 2020 peace bye that was the best acting i've ever seen in my whole life <laughs>